Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Oh, yo, 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 everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on our Sunday morning tradition. That is, that's being said, we are starting the 2017 season, the NFL, week number one. And what can you say? When it's football season, it's time for the show to take that next step up. And how do we do that? Is we dive right into it. Now, we dove into it a little bit last week, getting set for Thursday night's game. And if you listen to the show, I was torn. I wanted to take Kansas City, but man, in Gillette, it's hard to get a win in Gillette Stadium against the Patriots. It just doesn't happen very often. Uh, so uh, impressive win by the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night. If you watched it, uh, if you went to bed a little bit too early because you just thought the Patriots were going to roll, injuries a big part of that game as well. So the Kansas City Chiefs get a big week number one victory. And oh, I, I don't know, know. you know, we spoke briefly uh, yesterday, as uh, and it was briefly. It was enough to say, and I was sad. I wanted to take him, couldn't do it, and to verify we were on air at 9 a.m. It's Cuervo. How you doing, my friend? Good morning, Sonny. Listen, got the music in the background. Got the coffee, the hazelnut coffee. I got ready the to go. Sayers jersey on. It must be week one in the NFL. It must be, and I don't know why, but, uh, you know, just as much as you're talking about your Dale Sayers jersey, I'm sitting in my Jacksonville Jaguar jersey, week number one, uh, and I take it off after their first stupid loss. Not a bad loss, but a first stupid loss which usually means I'm done wearing them after week number one. But that having been said, uh, it, it is week number one. Uh, everybody has their eyes set on the Super Bowl. Everybody is 
0 and 0 except one team um, or two teams as who have already played. So the expectations of the season. Um, only thing I can say, Cuervo, just uh, when I think about what happens and what's going on, is is that when it's week number one, you want to go ahead and come out with your best performance. And to kind of give you an idea of what you're going to be looking forward to this season. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's, it, it takes some time to kind of figure out what you have as a football team. But um, I know a lot of teams, they like to uh, try and, you know, go all out. And sometimes teams make that mistake. And like you mentioned, injury, uh, injuries always happen in, in the first week. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, I know I get it. You just want to get out there and then you want to get right into it. It's like we do with this show. We just want to get right into it. However, and you have to be careful though at the same time. Definitely. Only week one. Week number one. Don't want to put all your eggs in the carton, but let's do this since we are here. And let me click that button. There it goes. We got him. Just a good old boy. Good old boy himself, Brian Carvin. No right here on the Couch and Potato Sports Show. Beach hey, Brian, I'm, I'm open all day, so if you're going to recap the NFL here tonight, I'm going to be there because I, Sonny Clark has made uh, arrangements. Sunday, Sonny is not going to work. I'm going to be right here. So Sunday night, if you're going to do your show, I'm going to be there. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. I just got back from Clemson this morning. It was a depressing night watching Gus Malzahn piss away another game. So, uh, <laughs> but other than that, it was good. Uh, other than that, was good. And I saw your picture that you're headed out there. Oh, Bernie, yes, I understand. You know, some hearts are broken here this morning. Uh, let's do that really quick. Let's talk a little college before we get to week number one of the NFL. You know, you, when you saw what happened last week and you saw teams do what they were supposed to do in week number one, we get a little bit of a different taste here, Brian, in week number two, and your team right there obviously proves that statement. Well, a team like Auburn has to, you know, it it takes time for the offensive line and the offense to work with a new quarterback. Early in the season, it's good to play somebody like Clemson. It lets you know where you are. You know, Clemson's not that great either. They didn't shock I me. Mean, they didn't blow my mind last night. But it gives you a chance to see, okay, if we're going to play in the playoff, if we're going to win SEC games, we've got to improve this, that. So I'm not panicking just yet. But I do know that Gus Malzahn has a track record of, of laying a turd in any field early in the season. But it's there's a lot of teams right now. You watch football and you don't really know – is my team this bad or is that team this good? Or like Cuervo talks about injuries that happen, that's starting to happen early in the season. So, again, I think the difference in college and NFL football, I don't think NFL fans overreact too much with the long season. College football fans overreact because you only get 12 of these things. Yep. And if you're, <laughs> if you're losing early, um, it's not good. But good thing for Auburn and, and Florida State and teams like that, they, they lost games to Alabama and Clemson, but at the end of the day, they're not conference games. And this committee, as we've seen over the last couple of years, they do not penalize you 
for going on the road at night and playing these big-time opponents and losing in a close game. So it's not going to hurt Auburn. The only thing that's going to hurt Auburn if they let that game continue to go with them the rest of the year. Definitely. Now, when you take a look at it, my Michigan Wolverines, they get the victory, Tennessee victory. Auburn takes the loss of the three hosts as two or three still alive. So I'm going to ask this, uh, Cuervo, when you are looking at your football team, your team gets a pretty good victory yesterday uh, and putting up a lot of points, but they beat up on a, you know, no-name team. I mean, how confident are you going into week number three of college football with your football team, Tennessee, as they had a, you know, tough go about in week number one, then they get the uh, cream puff in week two? Yeah, cream puff in week two. Week one, I mean, it, it was – you know, if you're not used to playing uh, against the triple option like Georgia Tech runs, uh, and you and you called it, Sonny, it, 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 they're gonna have you're gonna have a hard time stopping them. And yep, Georgia Tech rushed for 500 and some odd yards against Tennessee in that game, and and you know, luckily for Tennessee, Georgia Tech decided to go for two in that second overtime and stop them. So. To me, I, I honestly believe that's the only reason Tennessee won that game. Uh, you know, week two, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, you, like you said, a cup a cream puff team in Indiana State. Obviously, next week is is the one that I, I absolutely have to sit down and watch. If if I ask the misses to sit down and allow me to watch one Tennessee game, it's this one next Saturday against Florida. So, um, am I nervous? Of course I am. I mean, with the track record that Tennessee's had against Florida, they've lost you know, the past 11 out of 12 games against them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always nervous when it comes to Tennessee playing Florida. But um, as far as the rest of the season, I feel pretty confident. Um, I feel like uh, we it won't take a Hail Mary at the, at the last second to beat Georgia. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel, I, you know, I think, I think if we're focused enough, uh, Tennessee could beat South Carolina this year. And they damn sure better beat Vanderbilt this year. So, um, I'm feeling pretty yeah, confident as far as them. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident as far as them winning the division. Uh, from there, wherever they need to win the championship, uh, I'll probably run out of fingernails once again. So, um, got it. That's, that's where I'm at with Tennessee. Sunny, Sunny. Yeah, go um, ahead. You know, people talk about the SEC. You know, this this SEC this year. These are the some of the best defenses I've seen at one time in the SEC. My God, I mean, to see Clemson last night up close and personal. These I don't know where the pit of hell these demons came from, but geez, to some right. Clemson, Clemson deserves to be in there. They're a, an elite SEC defense. But if you look at um, Tennessee's going to have a good defense. Auburn looks like a damn NFL team on defense. LSU, Alabama, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Georgia. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. Sonny, is the SEC still the best conference in America? It, it, it still is, and we, we've had conversations about that and what they're able to – you know, what they're able to put together each and every season – if you count them out or you think this is the year it's not going to happen, they're always going to be there. There's just something about the SEC that, you know, really brings at least one or two teams out of there that you're going to have to look at it. Now, that having been said, there was a big upset yesterday. Now, the big upset uh, comes from Oklahoma going into the horseshoe and getting the I big victory, 31-16. I don't know about you, but I began to celebrate, Tarvin. 
I loved it, guys. Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback in the country. Um, I put Oklahoma in the top two right now based off that quarterback. But what I love the most is everybody talked about Ohio State. They put them ahead of Alabama after barely beating Indiana. And my biggest thing, Cuervo, you guys heard me, and Jonathan, he was on there crying one night on the TV or on the radio. But I said they can't throw the ball down the field, Ohio State, until they can show me that. They got dominated. You know, in Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield put the uh, the Oklahoma banner right at the middle of Ohio State's field. Screw Ohio State. Screw uh, everybody in the Big Ten but Michigan. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, Ohio State's a damn joke. Penn State and Michigan are the two best teams in Wisconsin. Those three teams are legitimate football teams. Ohio State's a bitch. Get them off the screen. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> they, need to, they need to get better quarterback play, uh, Cuervo. Uh, without question, or this is going to be a long season for them, and then, you know, everybody's going to be thinking the sky is going to be falling over in Ohio. What? I mean, I'm surprised JT Barrett is still eligible to play. Isn't he like on his fifth or sixth year at Ohio State? I think he might be on a double red forever. There you go. I think I think I yeah. think his kid just entered to be a freshman now at Ohio State, but uh, yeah. he's going to graduate. His son's going to take over. Yeah, exactly. right. JT Perry exactly. Jr. is the quarterback next year. So I just I just when I when I saw that he was quarterback, I was like, hold on a second. I was like, wasn't he the backup like three years ago? So I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean Ohio State. I mean. You know they're gonna get the they're gonna get the hype, guys. We all know that. I mean, Urban yep. Meyer's the coach, and they're and they're the uh, you know the the uh, glory team of the Big Ten and blah blah blah. Well, I think a lot of people forgot that Michigan's back. You know, Penn yep. State's back. Wisconsin is still the, the the same ten eleven win consistent team that they are, but because it's Urban Meyer because. You know, they won the national championship two years ago. They're going to get the attention. They're going to get all the, the praise and the glory and all that other nonsense. But, you know, I think, you I bet. think this, what this shows you right here is that anybody can be beat on any given Saturday. So That's what, um, and guys, and that's what college guys, football you know, is you know Ohio State, Sonny, the bad thing about Ohio State is they get that game, they lose it, where they've got maybe one or two more chances to, to really impress where like teams like Auburn, they, they've got about six times to impress. And I think that's the problem. But, but what pisses me off is Ohio State loses like this every year. And yet they, they run their the table or something and they get in the playoff over somebody that beat them. And uh, yeah, that's and, what I'm tired of seeing. So, yeah, exactly, Brian. And, and so they were number two and they lose, right? I bet you they're still going to be a top ten team. When the oh, polls definitely. come out, I probably oh, Auburn will drop out of the top twenty-five from going on the road playing number three yeah. and not losing by a touchdown. They'll they'll drop out of the top twenty-five probably. Probably, and, and you're right about that. There's a little bias here as far as that's concerned. Now that being said, okay, I got a caller online. I'm going to bring him on in because, and I I've kept his mic uh, hot. Uh, it is Jersey in the house. We're going to kick off our NFL coverage. Because this guy calls us almost religiously every year about fantasy football. How you doing, Jersey? Hey guys, uh, good morning. Uh, get ready for fantasy uh, to start this, you know, t- today. Quick question: It's a good dilemma. My team, um, not because I have Antonio Brown, but do you go with Roethlisberger, who does struggle on the road, 
but he has all his weapons back. I don't know, Phil, how good he's going to do because he didn't have preseason. But do you go with him on the road, Roethlisberger, or do you go with Mariota with his new weapons playing at home against a bad secondary in Oakland? I mean, against Oakland, but it's in Tennessee. Tough, tough dilemma. You know, very close. Yeah, and and that's a game I was looking at Jersey on who I was going to pick, and I I you know questioned what's going to end up happening. Yeah, they may have that bad secondary, but it is Oakland and. Uh, Oakland, I think, is primed to be a different football team than we normally see. Um, guess what? The Pittsburgh Steelers, they got the Cleveland Browns. They might put a 100-burger on them. This, it might get ugly because guess what? When you play the Browns, the preparation is not what is needed like you're about ready to walk up and play Baltimore. It's not like you're about ready to walk up and play Cincinnati. So it's a little bit different there, Cuervo. I don't know about you, but I, I think I'd go Roethlisberger Bell on that one. What do you got there, Cuervo? Uh, well, first of all, Jersey, good to hear you again. Uh, happy Thank happy you. Uh, NFL season to you. And you um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And while it does make sense and it does sound like Ben may be the safer bet to go with. You got to think about it this way too. Um, I expect Cle- or, uh, Pittsburgh to have their way with the, with the uh, Browns today, and what that means is once once the Steelers are comfortable with the lead that they have, it's all about running the rock. So I would take a chance. I would go with Mariota because I think it's going to be a closer game, and Mariota is going to still be throwing in the fourth quarter, trying to get his team Good either. Point steal the win or uh, get back in the game, whatever the case may be. So if, if I'm New Jersey and I think I've got these same two quarterbacks on, on one team. And I think I've, I've got Mariota in. So I, I think okay. a shot, roll the dice and throw Mariota in there, man. I'll keep, I'll keep him in there. And then junior, he's working, uh, they work today. Yeah. He's a cop in town. Um, does he go with scam Newton who I would have never drafted? You know, he drafted him or do you go with Andy Dalton? <laughs> Because Scam ain't play. I call him, he's a scamster, man. It's the good name, Scam Newton, because he scams. Yep. You go with a guy that hasn't thrown the ball. I mean, personally, i like to see him play a game and see what he does. I think he's going to dink and dunk to that new running back they got, McCafferty or whatever. Um, what's called? Got Eifert back. He's got A.J. Green. Um, I think they're playing Baltimore, in Baltimore. But do you take a chance with Dalton, or do you want to try to take a chance with Scam scamming you? They ain't throwing the ball all preseason. Damn. I, Damn no, no love for your Cam Newton there, uh, uh, Carvin. Oh, what, what do you think? Never have been, uh, never will be. Well, I, would have never, I wouldn't have that. Uh, but here's the deal. Cam Newton's a great – Andy Dalton's a, a pussy. Let's do that number one. So I'm, I'm right. gonna, I want to put that out there. The, the, the guy sucks, and he always will. Cam coming off that injury, I, I don't think he's been the same since Denver – beat his ass in the Super Bowl. So I think more Cam's problem is mental, <laughs> not physical, of course. But right. uh, Andy Dalton's a, a pussy, and he always will be at least. Cam Newton's going to come back and get out of it. Will it Will it be today? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how he's going to throw, but I would never put Cam Newton on a bench if, if Andy Dalton was the next choice. I would go without a quarterback in my lineup before I would do that. 
Well, and, and the thing that you got with that also, when you look at that, uh, the 49er defense compared to the Baltimore defense, right now, which one right. is the better? Um, right now, the better one is Baltimore, even though they've got a lot of problems, especially injury-wise and things of that sort. They're just coached better right, right now. Um, so, but on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, San Francisco on the offensive side of the ball is going to be a little bit different. But defensively, right. Cuervo, I don't see any changes. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, I would personally, I would actually go with the pussy Andy Dalton over Cam Newton. Number one, uh, you're talking about, like, like you said, Tarvin, you know, uh, Cam Newton's had some injuries and it seems like he really hasn't gotten over them. And on top of that, Carolina's on the road today. Believe it or not, I think the 49ers are going to be better than people think. So whether it's Mm -hmm. defensively, offensively, I just think overall they're going to be a better team. Cam always answers the bell, really, for the most part. Like, he, he's one of those players that feeds off controversy. And, and actually, Auburn paid his dad 185000 to keep the church going to get his signature at Auburn, and he came through when all that was going on. So, I'm, I'm just saying Cam Newton's a better play because he can give you the, he can give you the rushing. And, and here's the deal, McCaffrey in this offense, I think, is going to make a huge – difference to Carolina. Just to throw this also out to you, Jersey, I have the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers winning the, the NFC South. Now, that's me, okay? And it's, not, be, and it's not because I think this football team has got – I think it, it, right now Cam Newton might be in the best mind frame right now because he's seen what has the, the – the uh, past has done to him. This guy's got to change a little bit. So what we're going to see a little bit more, we're going to see a little bit more in the pocket with the guy. We're going to see the guy try to find that open hole. But the best thing about it is that you get the dual threat. If there is a hole, if there is a lane, this guy's going to take it if it becomes obvious that he needs to jump into it. Now, the thing about that, though, Jersey, is the difference this year, I think, and this is just me personally, I think he knows that running the football is definitely not the safe thing to do for him. But at the same time, how many, how much as far as happy feet is he going to have? Because this guy takes a beating every single year. So I think he's, I think he's trying to change his game in order to help him. So, you know, that, that's something also to keep up. I, I think I go Cam Newton as well, although just mainly because of the fact they do have San, uh, they have San Francisco, and I think it's going to be a better play. All right, I'll tell McKeon. Hey, one last question. I mean, it's a PPR. Like, I have Jordan Reed, but you never know how healthy he's going to be. O.J. Right. Howard is a guy who's a rookie, but Cameron Braid was a red zone thing for, you know, their quarterback last year. But also C.J. Fredorick from Houston is available. Uh, would they be a better play as a backup to Reed? Because, again, you never know how healthy Reed's going to be, but when he plays, he's good. Um, or do I keep O.J. Howard on there because – like I said, Cameron Braid is available, and so is Fedoric. After that, there really isn't too much left on the waiver wire. Uh, I was thinking about dropping, dropping O.G. Howard for any one of those two. Would you agree, disagree, or any recommendations on that? Well, you know, I don't like any of them, um, just to be right. honest with you. When you name those names, I'm not – I'm not feeling very confident about my second running back. So out of all of them, you know, maybe you just stick with the one that you got and see if you can get lucky and maybe he'll pick it out. I don't know. I'll ship it over to Cuervo. Do any of those names sound better than Howard? 
Uh, well, isn't Cameron Brake still with the Buccaneers, or did he go somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, he is. No, he's still there. And he's a red zone guy for uh, their, their quarterback last year and still look for him. And for Dork, they got that new – at Houston, they got that new young quarterback, so he could be a check down, but he's just coming off a concussion. O.J. Howard, okay. I don't know. I think he'll be used more as a blocker, I'm guessing. But he may end up having a role. I don't know. But I'm just thinking down the road, if Reed gets hurt, is it somebody I can plug and play and maybe – Get some consistent points. Yeah, and I don't know if Owen will do that. I, I mean, based on the based on the guys you mentioned, Jersey, I would go with either Bray or Federitz from from the Texans. And and I know that Houston's got that. You know, they have the uh, uh, rookie quarterback. Um, but I would I mean I would choose him over uh, you know, the other guys that you mentioned. So those are the those are the two that I would be looking at. I'm not I'm not a big fan of. Uh, uh, who, who was it that you mentioned? I'm trying to think now who you mentioned. I got Howard. It just, it just slipped my mind. OJ Howard, who I drafted. And then, yeah. you know, because I didn't know Bray was still there, but yeah, Bray, who's still available. And then I have uh, Fredoric, who can play good sometimes, but, you know, can get hurt. But sometimes rookies look to check down to a, a tight end. He has experience. He's been there for a couple of years. So it's a PPR league, so I didn't know if any of those two would be better than Howard. I'm going to go Bray. Exactly. Yeah, I go for, because you know it, the way I see it is who's got the better quarterback? Is it Jameis Winston or is it the rookie? Uh, uh, you know, Sean Watson. So right, I think I, I think I feel a little bit better about having a guy that you know, that Jameis Winston throwing to him more than I do uh, a rookie in the Sean Watson. So I would say great. Okay, I'll definitely I'll definitely do that. And you guys, I lucked out in my. Uh, Standard League, I had the number one pick. I went Johnson, then I went Baldwin, then I went Ezekiel Elliott. And guess what? I'm losing 42.9 to 4 because New, because New England didn't do squat. And then yep. the guy had, had had Kareem Hunt went off. Now, I picked up Kareem Hunt for Junior. Junior's up 85 to nothing in the league I'm in. He had the 12th pick. I had the third pick. I drafted him a hell of a team. And uh, he got he got Gillsby gave him 25. He got 49 from what's called, uh, and then he got 9.5 from Kelsey. So he's sitting pretty good. I did him a favor. He had to work night work when we did the draft. So, hey, as usual, I draft him a good team, and my team stinks every time I draft for him. <laughs> well, it ends up happening. <laughs> it happens. You've got to take care of your kid, you know what I mean? So he's a good kid. So, hey, guys, uh, uh, I thank you again for opening up the uh, fantasy football season today, and thanks for taking my questions as, as uh, you know, you've always given me good advice, and, Best of luck to you guys in your fantasy this week, too. And uh, thanks again for your time. I appreciate it very much, and enjoy your Sunday. We'll catch you next week, Jersey. No Have a good one. Jersey. Good to see good you. Good luck to you, man. And, and now, guys, it is. It's that time. It's week number one. It's time to start the NFL. So let's do that. Let's get to the first game that is up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As We have a good one to start it off with as the Arizona Cardinals they are taking on the Miami, uh, mark that, the Detroit Lions. We were going to uh, view Tampa Bay, Miami. That game's canceled. So here we are, the Arizona Cardinals, which is the football team that, you know, sometimes it's a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing going on. And then you got Detroit. They, you know, this is a, such a big matchup as far as the team is concerned. These two teams, they cannot seem to get out of each other's way um, sometimes. But what we saw last year was a little bit different, and I don't think we're going to see it this year. 
that means what I'm talking about is the fourth quarter comebacks coming back from the uh, from the Detroit Lions. They had many fourth quarter comebacks last year, Cuervo, and that put them in a situation where they got a lot of wins that maybe they might not have gotten in the past. The question is, is will they continue to be a good fourth quarter team or are they going to fall back on what they normally do, which is usually give it up in the fourth quarter, and you got Arizona coming in and big-time Johnson running the ball, running the rock, as they say, right there in Arizona. What are you looking at when you take a look at Arizona and Detroit? Well, when I look at you know, I see this game, Sonny, I mean, Detroit has not really changed a whole lot, and, and I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. So, you know, I think – Detroit got very fortunate last year, uh, making the playoffs because of the wins that you were talking about. I think it kind of comes back to reality this year. Um, you know, Arizona still has a solid defense, and uh, I also feel like uh, you know Carson Palmer on his uh, twilight season. I think he's gonna he's gonna give it all he's got, and, and you know I'm not saying that's gonna equal Super Bowl, but I think that's gonna equal. A, a very, you know, productive season. So, um, you know, I, I look at this game and I, and I just feel like, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if Detroit has the answers for how to be able to get around this Arizona Cardinal defense. And, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see Detroit open it up some, you know, I mean, we, we, we've seen the Lions and we've watched them over time and, we know what their flaws are. You know, they don't use a lot of tight ends very much. Matthew Stafford at times tends to lock in on, on receivers. And on top of that, where is he at right now knowing in his mind, hey, I'm the highest paying p- player in the NFL right now. One My name's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. So, you know, where is he at mentally? He, is the hunger still there is my question. Does he still want to go out there and compete and win? Or is he just going to sit back and count and count the millions that he just raked in from the Detroit Lions? Where is he at mentally? Where's his mindset right now? And, and, that is a, and that is a huge point, Cuervo. And let me and I just realized something. Hold on, let me hit this button right there. Um, that having been said, Cuervo, I'm right. right. We lost Tarvin. Hopefully, we'll get him back in here. Um, but you're right. Uh, is that guy going to be ready to go? Is he going to have the mindset that, hey, we're going to go in there, we're going to kick some ass, or are, is he going to sit back like we've seen some guys who get that big contract and uh-huh. by, guaranteed money, by the way, unlike over in Washington where Kirk Cousins is going to have to earn it. Um, so a little bit of a difference there. So also you got to remember a couple of years back, if you don't remember, Matthew Stafford was benched against the Cardinals in a 42-17 loss that they had last year. So you're looking at a lot of things when you talk about this team. You look at a lot of things as far as who is going to do what during that time. So, But here's the thing. When you're looking at this game, you got to look at, you know, the the type of game that is going to be played. Last year, Arizona, they only allowed the second fewest yards and topped the league with 48 sacks last year. What does that tell you? That means they're getting after it. They're getting to the quarterback. They're making life miserable on other football teams. And Arizona if they are going to be the contender that I think that they're going to be, this is a game that they've got to go in and get the victory on. And if they don't, they take that step back 
and make my prediction look stupid because then Seattle's going to run with it. So week number one, the Arizona Cardinals got to go prove that they can win on the road with not, I'm not going to say they're, they're a bad football team. I'm going to say they're mediocre um, because this is a little bit different. What you've got to look at when you got Carson Palmer, when you got the weapons, they've got to show up in this kind of game. And, I think that they're going to do it. I think this is something that they have to do in order to make sure that they can go in for the rest of the season and let the NFL know we are for real. And then you look at it, you know, they're still throwing the ball to Larry Fitzgerald, Cuervo. They, you know, they get no uh, – He, this guy just doesn't get tired. He doesn't get old, and, and he's still making plays. And not only that, Cuervo, the difference in his game for the last not, – not last year, but the three years before that, this guy was on the outside. Now he's going in the middle. Now he's beginning to be a target in the middle of the field in open space which is where Larry Fitzgerald does most of his damage. And I don't think that the Lions have the answer to it defensively. Offensively, I think they can get the job done. I think whoever's going to be on the field on the offensive side of the ball, the most is going to win this game because I think this could be a high-scoring game because both teams have the capability of putting up 28, 30 points a game. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think I think Detroit's a little more capable of doing that. But you're right. I mean, at any given time, uh, Arizona could be that team too, especially with a running back like David Johnson, and you've got uh, obviously Larry Fitzgerald and, and and the weapons that they have over there in Arizona. I think I think Detroit's a little more explosive offensively though, with with Abdullah and, and, and Marvin Jones and and. Um, uh, Golden Tate and all these other guys. So, uh, but but I mean, who knows? It's week one, Sonny. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, last year Carson Palmer twenty touchdowns a year ago, uh, or uh, uh, Johnson twenty touchdowns. He also you know ran for twelve hundred thirty nine yards. He also caught eighty passes for eight hundred seventy nine yards. So you know if he's not going to hand the ball off to him directly, Carson Palmer has the outlet. I just don't see that guy Matthew Stafford can depend upon offensively uh, to get the job done, whether it is, you know, but one of the things we're going to have to watch for Jared Davis linebacker is for the Detroit lions. He's going to be, I think his assignment is going to keep your eyes on David Johnson. And if he's able to eliminate, you're not going to stop David Johnson. He's going to get some yards but you got to stop them going off on your football team. And frankly, as much as I like uh, 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 Jared Davis, I don't think he's going to get the job done. I got the Arizona Cardinals in this one. Who do you got? Oh, I, and you're there. Go ahead, Cuervo. I, I am here, Sonny. I am here. Um, I mean, I need, I need Detroit to lose this game, but I think they're going to win, honestly, Sonny. Uh, Here's the deal. Arizona's still not a very good road team. And on top of that, as I mentioned earlier, I just feel like Detroit has the more explosive offense. So I, I like the Lions to win this game. Uh, I, just don't, I just don't know if the Cardinals are that team that can go out and win games on the road yet. Now, I'm not saying that they never win road games, but their the, the track record's not very good. So, um, 
know, show me that you can go on the road and win a big game. And so, with that and, said, and, I'm going to take Detroit. So, we're already off and running. We agreed on the Patriots on Thursday night. We both take that loss. That having been said, we're on the other side of this one. Uh, this one's going to be a good one. I, in uh, Expectations for the Cardinals, you know, if you're going to be that team, this is the team you got to beat. And if you decide to get lazy, and sometimes they do, let's be honest. The, the Arizona Cardinals will get that, that laziness going. But that's all going to be about where their mindset is going into this uh, season. So, that having been said, we're off and running. Let's get to the next game that's up online here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. The Atlanta Falcons go to visit your Chicago Bears in Chicago. And, you know, it's not that I don't feel like the Chicago Bears are going to be able to do very much this year. It's I, I just look at the inexperience and Atlanta. I think you're right. We talked about the hangover, losing in the Super Bowl. This is the this is a great game for them to prove the critics wrong, such as me and such as you. Will they fall down? Will they be able to get up off of the schneid after that Super Bowl collapse? and get back to football, where the mentality is going to be the biggest story in this game, Cuervo, because let's be honest, and you're the first to admit it, the Chicago Bears, they don't have enough weapons to win this football game in reality. No, no, and it's starting off with Marcus Wheaton being out. Uh, they're the new receiver that they got from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. So great way to start your career as a Bear there, Marcus Wheaton. Appreciate that, buddy. Um other than that, I mean, you know, what do, what do we have with Kevin White? Who the hell knows? He's been on the team for three years and he's played five games. And he um, hasn't done Alshon, Jack, yep. <laughs> yeah, Alshon Jeffrey is gone. Um, Cameron Meredith got hurt in the preseason. He's done. So it, it, it feels like the Bears of, you know, five, six years ago, excuse me, before we traded for Brandon Marshall, before we drafted Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey, before we brought in Martellus Bennett, when Matt Forte was the focal point of this offense. Now you look at today, Jordan Howard, the second-year running back, is now the focal point of this offense. And it feels like the same Bears team that it was back before we started throwing the ball. So, now, I like it. At the same time, though, um, when the running game stops working, which it could, because Atlanta's defense has gotten a whole lot better than it was yes. three years ago. What do we do? If, if they start containing Jordan Howard and they can't, and they start stopping him, stuffing the run, what does Mike Lennon do from there? Where do we go? Uh, I mean, Zach Miller, really, is that, is that the answer for us? I guess it is. But who else can we throw the ball to? That's going to be the struggle for the Bears. Uh, not just today, but for the whole season. It, it's Absolutely. Be tough. So, it, it's – I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I see – I can see the vision of where Ryan Pace, the GM, wants to take this team. And I kind of like it because as a Chicago Bears fan, you're used to hard-nosed defense run the football. It's, it's, that would have worked 20 years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. this isn't 1997 anymore. This is 2017, where you have to spread your offense out to be able to throw the ball. You have to have receivers that can make plays. And right now, 
Chicago Bears don't have that. We're not even yeah. close to any, so. Yeah. That's what's going to hurt the Bears. Uh, and, and you're right. There's a lot of things. And then you also got Matt Ryan, you know, coming off his really his best season ever in reality. Uh, he was named the NFL offensive most valuable, uh, the NFL's most valuable player as well um, mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in 2016. So you got that. And then 10 year veteran, uh, you know, putting up the numbers, you know, on the, yeah, you got a you got a guy that really has the experience, but yet has never really got over the hump until last year. As you know, they've been on the cusp, and I don't know. One of these days, we're going to have to see this football team finally get the job done, and it's got to be a Super Bowl before they take that next step. Before we can think that Matthew Stafford is going to be the guy that's going to go out there. But you know, the bad news for the Bears, okay, as they're you know three and thirteen last year is it was pretty pathetic. Um, they they kept John Fox for what reason I don't know. Um, it, but that having been said, you know. They're, they got a whole situation going on at the quarterback position. Is it going to be the rookie? Is it going to be Brian? I mean, it, it, there's just so many things that are going on that where you got uncertainty, where when you look on the other side at the Atlanta Falcons, there's no uncertainty on the offensive side of the ball. This is really simple. They've got the running back. They've got the quarterback. They've got the wide receiver. They got what is solid. And that's the thing. When you're going into week number one, you don't want to go in with question marks. You don't want to go in with ifs. You don't want to go into, well, will that third wide receiver be able to take the step up and become a number one? You want those things already in place. And the Bears don't have it. And that's one of the things that's really, really going to hurt this uh, team going into this season. I mean, for goodness sake, Glennon, can, 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 can we talk really I mean, I, I, you know, it, you know, is he going to start? He's the starter for now. Will he start this week? That's, I, mean, I don't know if they've even decided that, Cuervo. Okay, so, but one thing that I do like about Glennon is, is that he has experience in the NFL, playing with Tampa Bay, and, you know, he, you know but the problem is, is that he hasn't been on the field for a long time. He, I think he threw 11 passes, I think I heard the number last year, uh, because of Jameis Winston. So, you know, the, the, the Falcons themselves, you know, I don't think they need a lot, of, a lot of motivation. I think they got that game in the back of their head. So the question is, Cuervo, we talked about it in the preseason. We talked about it when we are figuring out the visions. Will this football team actually fall to that Super Bowl slump and because of the, not the fact that they lost the Super Bowl, but the way they lost the Super Bowl? Well, I don't have them making the playoffs this year, or I barely have them making the playoffs this year, Sonny. So it, it wouldn't surprise me either way like whether they make it or not. But, um, I mean, as far as today, I think they'll be fine. Um, they're obviously a much better team than the Bears are. So, But uh, overall, as far as the season, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have a struggle getting in. I really feel like it's not going to be – you know, I know they were 13 to three seasons for them. It's not going to be uh, a walk in the park as far as the division is concerned. Because Carolina's going to be better, Tampa Bay's better. Uh, you know, New Orleans is, you know, they haven't made much improvement. But I mean, adding Adrian Peterson, I mean, it's, it's, that's always a that's always a plus. 
Um, he's not the same guy, but still. But you know, as far as the Falcons yeah. are concerned, yeah, it's just it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. It really is. I mean, we see every year with the Super Bowl hangover where the loser has a hard time getting back. So I don't expect. And the way they lost that the one. Yeah, yeah, historically. I mean, it's, it was yep. historically lost, and you want to be a part of. Unfortunately That's, for the Falcons, they are. Yep. And, and here's the thing, though. You know, and you can say whatever you want about Matt Ryan, okay? The, the defense is the one that gave up some of those points that made Tom Brady get in there and doing it. So Atlanta, they get the return players that you can think of and you got to like. Um, so you got Vic uh, Beasley, okay? He had 15 and a half sacks in 2016. You have Neal. He had five forced fumbles in the game. You got linebacker Jones, 108 tackles. The Falcons had a total of 34 sacks last year, and that is their highest since 2006. And if you remember correctly, that was a football team that made the playoffs as well. So whether or not that that talent, I think the talent level is there, and I think this could be a walk in the park, but at the oh, and, same time, we've got to worry about the mentality of this football team because from the numbers I was reading, 80% of the football team that was on the roster last year is starting and playing here in week number one. Yeah, uh, and, and speaking of Neil and Jones, I mean, by the way, those guys were rookies last year and they put up those yes. numbers. So, yeah, I mean, imagine what they're going to do this year. I mean, Atlanta's defense is going to be solid. They really solid. are. They're going to be solid this year. Big time solid. So you know, I you know, so it's predict. Well, I don't think I don't think this one's too hard for either one of us. I think Atlanta has this game. I think they win by at least two touchdowns, if not more. Uh, the thing is, is that you know they're on the road. So you know, a good a good test for the Atlanta Falcons on the road to start the season. And you know, if the Bears, you know. I don't know who's going to, do you even know who's starting at the quarterback position, Cuervo? Have they made the decision yet? Or do you know? Oh yeah. It's been decided, Sonny. It's going to be Mike Lennon. He's going to start. Yeah, Got it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that starts off. See if, uh, if it doesn't go well, how soon will we see the rookie? Um, so that, that, you know, it could be good, bad, or indifferent, okay? It could be good for the Bears if they win the game, but it's bad if you're going to have to get your rookie in there week number one because you're just not going to get whatever you need from Mike Lennon. Yeah, and, um, I mean, I, I, I'm not too thrilled with what I've seen so far uh, from Mike Lennon, and uh, that's why I'm kind of excited to see if, you know, Trubisky actually gets a chance to play. I just want exactly. to see how he reacts to, you know, real life, not preseason football uh, in the NFL. Is he gonna is he gonna be able to make the right decisions? Is he gonna make the right throws? Um, or are we gonna get Mike Lennon throwing pick sixes like we saw in the first preseason game, first throw of the preseason? So yep. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, get we get the good classic. Lennon. I mean, it, it's 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 time that uh, the Bears have a you know, a quarterback that we can count on and not have to hold our breath every time. Exactly. <laughs> a la Jay Cutler. So, you know, there you go. So, yeah, I, I'm assuming you got Atlanta in this one as well, correct? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. I, mean, I don't want to no. – I can't be a homer and pick the Bears, although I'd love to pick the Bears. Your um, heart picks Atl- the Bears. Atlanta. Your brain says Atlanta. 
Every every week, my heart says the Bears thing. So <laughs> I think I think you know that already. I think, yep, I'm right there. I I got the same, uh, you know, affliction with the, uh, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. So I I get your plight. So, all right. So we're up and running here in week number one of the NFL. What do we got to do? Of course, we're going to have to break the commercial because we got fine sponsors of this wonderful program, as well as the Raleigh Eagles, who got the big win, got the 500 against a rock wall, yellow jacket football team. They did not. I'll be honest, I didn't think they were going to win the game. I mean, I was hoping because I got that heart thing going on. Um, so the Raleigh Eagles surprised me last week uh, with, with against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets over at Cotton Bowl Stadium. So we're, we're off and running in football. This is week number one of the NFL. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, when we come back, we'll get back into more games. How about if we take a look at the Baltimore Ravens taking on – Hold on. I can't even read my own writing. Cincinnati. We'll talk about that when we come back. Our first game after the break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. And, of course, the button didn't work. Man, I'm getting tired of this. All right, there we go. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com.
ready for the start. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's week number one of the NFL. One game canceled because of the that is going on down in Florida. I hope all my friends and I didn't realize that I went through my friends list on my Facebook page. I've got a lot of friends down in Florida, of course. So I hope everybody that is down there to keep safe. Please be careful because of you know, that crazy, great, and let me just say it again, crazy hurricane that's going on down there. Please take care of yourself. Please be safe uh, so, you know, we don't have to worry about you, Heather Marie. Of course, Marvin's also in the line of fire as well uh, going into that uh, hurricane as well. So, Brian, definitely keep yourself safe. Um, those that are down in that area, I've, I watched – I mean, I, maybe it's because I don't have a live Cuervo, but last night I just watched hurricane coverage on CNN all night long. And when I woke up this morning, it began to bear down on Key West. This is a bad one down in Florida. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, Sonny. And, you know, everything that's going on with this, this hurricane, I had to, uh, I con- uh, you know, thank God my father, he lives in Puerto Rico, and I contacted him yesterday, and everything's good. He just says that cell phone coverage is a little a little jacked up, but, but you know, he responded to my text. That's all I care about. I'm glad my father's okay. Where, where is he um, at, Cuervo? He he lives in Puerto Rico, Sonny. So oh, that's where my dad it. lives. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, hit part of the hit part of the Caribbean islands before right. it got to Florida. So obviously, the, my first thought was my dad. So I, I made sure that he was good. He responded yesterday to my message and um, no, gave me some relief, but. Um, what, real quick, while we're on the subject, Sonny, I've got some uh, family down in the Houston area, actually, uh, Pasadena, Texas, to be exact, right outside of Houston. Yes, so right outside. Give them a shout-out. They're all listening right now, Sonny. I've got my, my brother, Lewis, who's listening. Also, we have uh, we have 
uh, Emma, Junior, and Damien, who are also listening. So I appreciate the, uh, you know, you guys listening right now. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. So thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah, and get your mind off of all the woes. And, and by the way, a week later, next week, we'll be talking about Jose going down through there again. If you're if you're going to keep in track of that, that's just a week behind uh, this craziness that's going on. So everyone down in Florida, uh, we got lots of listeners down in that area didn't even realize it. Um, asked if we they could call in and listen, and we got a lot of call in listens, and we appreciate that um, out there. Uh, get, they're giving us a listen. Hopefully, we'll get your mind off all the craziness that's going on some where they're getting spottiness on cell phone service down there uh, lots of power outages and things of that sort so uh, everybody keeps safe down in florida as we get back here talking about what we do best which is the nfl on this show and you know it, it's yet another year another year of fun and we're going to keep track of it and see how we do and by the way just to let you know guys Okay, you could sit and watch ESPN. And, and would I blame you? Of course not. You could sit and watch the NFL. I, would I blame you? Of course not. But I'm going to tell you, over our track record on this show, as far as predictions, we're better than the quote-unquote experts out there at ESPN or the NFL. For some reason, we always beat the hell out of them in their regular picks uh, throughout the year. So watch for that. Stay around. Let's talk about the next game that's up on the slate here. It is the Baltimore Ravens. They go on the road to take on Cincinnati. And the Baltimore Ravens, Cuervo, this is a football team as of not last year, but the year before that, decimated with injuries yet again. I don't know what's going on down there in Baltimore, but all of a sudden they can't keep anybody healthy in order to be able to hit the – uh, you know, hit the field starting week number one. There are so many issues on both sides of the ball. And, you know, they're going to be depending on a lot of young, unrestricted, unsigned players that have to come in and make a difference out on the football field for this football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and both teams have their, their problems. But I think Baltimore right now is, is the one that you kind of question a little bit more. Especially because, I mean, let's face it, Joe Flacco, you know, where's he at? You know, yep, is, he's... Is, how healthy is he is, is going to be the big question all season long for the Baltimore Ravens. And on top of that, I mean, you know, you, you have a lot of question marks on, on defense. Um, I know a lot of people, when they think of the Ravens, they think, you know, monster defense. I'm sorry, it, it's, not, it's not the defense that you're used to seeing. It's not as uh, dominant. Uh, I think they're still good, but I don't think they're the dominant defense that we're used to seeing from a Baltimore Ravens defense. So, um, you know, that's what got me concerned. And, and that's why I was kind of leaning towards Andy Dalton when Jersey asked a question about um, who he should start or his son should start a quarterback. Just when you go back and you look at the track record when these two teams play each other, Andy Dalton, well, really A.J. Green more than Andy Dalton has his way. A.J. Green has his way against the Ravens every single time they play. He's always putting up big numbers. So that's why I kind of lean towards uh, Andy Dalton when it comes to him or Cam Newton today. So for anybody out there listening that has that same exact dilemma, whether to start Cam Newton or Andy Dalton in the fantasy league, uh, you know, my advice, go with Andy Dalton. 
Um, I just don't know what you're going to get with the Panthers quite yet. I don't know where Cam Newton is. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, the 49ers defense, uh, you know, they might be a lot better than people think. So um, I think Cincinnati, uh, this, I mean, this is always a good matchup, Sonny. This is probably one of the best, you know, rivalries or, or games to watch in the NFL. And we're getting it right off the bat in week one. I mean, you can't really ask for a lot more than that in a week one than Steelers and, or, I mean, uh, uh, Bengals and uh, Ravens. Yeah, and it's that AFC team. It's that it's that thing that when you look at your, your schedule and you're the AFC North football team, Cuervo, this is a football division that was considered one of the best at the time. Now, you know, it's going to be questionable. I mean, you have Cleveland as bad as they are. Baltimore, they are going to start. I, I, I was reading this, and I can't believe they're going to do this. They are going to start at quarterback Joe Flacco. Now, this guy didn't take a snap in the preseason at all. So, And here's the other thing. The Ravens, they're going to go ahead. They're going to get Perriman, running back Danny Woodhead, into the lineup as well. The Bengals right now, they're – you know, if you kind of think about it, the guys that you wanted to see out on the football field, they're not going to be there. Um, so, you, you know, whether it's uh, Burbeck or it's uh, Adam Pacman Jones, uh, they're serve- both of those guys, they're serving suspensions. And then you've got the rookie uh, John Ross. Uh, he's out with an injury, and they were expecting a lot from John Ross coming into this season. All right. But that having been said, Right now, Cincinnati still has to be the favorite in this game because of the fact that even though the the injuries to those key players, it's just a big-time debacle on the other side of the football field for the the Ravens going into this one. I, I just – I don't know. You, you talk about Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengals are a good home football team, without question, Cuervo. So you got to look at that. Uh, you, so – a home football team that's going to be out there. Uh, I I can't, you know, I know they lose games at home, but they don't lose big at home a lot. So that's one of those things. You got Baltimore uh, with their quarterback, you know, he's going to have to really kind of, you know, what, what do you, what is that uh, word when you're studying for a test and you're doing it really fast and, you know, last minute, what's that called? Cramming. You're yeah, cramming. They, that's exactly what's going to have to go on with uh, with uh, Joe Flacco as, you know, granted, all he's been doing is studying here in the preseason. But guess what? You can study all you want, okay? But the speed of this game and the, your health, you know, I don't know. He, the, the, the type of injury that Joe Flacco is dealing with, you don't want to be a guy, you know, who is not at 100% speed-wise, moving your feet, moving your legs. And that's the problem that's going on here. And so, but now, that having been said, right now, when you have this matchup, you know, normally 
the Cincinnati Bengals are, are going to be up on top of you in reality. If I think I say, uh, I actually mark that Cincinnati loses to this team quite often, two and six, if I read it so, correct somewhere. Um, so you, you, Joe Flacco has a tough time with this team. He throws 12 interceptions against this team in the last few years. So, or, so you're looking at a football team actually the last four years. So, you see what's going to happen. You see Flacco's success on other teams. It's this team that gives this guy a hard time. You would think it was the Steelers. Actually, he's pretty good against the Steelers. So they're going to have to get over the, you know, the hump with this football team in order for them to get better. Uh, so you also have six-time pro, go- uh, pro bowler out there, uh, Yanda, right tackle Stanley. They're expected to play this game. They got some nicks and knocks down there. So that should give Flacco just a little bit more time to throw the ball down the field, which obviously is what he does best. And I think they're going to have to do it against this football team, the Cincinnati Bengals, if they're going to win Cuervo. They're going to have to get the ball down the field, you know, 30, 40 yards, you know, sometimes at a shot. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's the type of game that you get every time these two teams play each other. That's, that's what I'm saying. A.J. Green – Normally has his way with with this Baltimore Raven defense because Absolutely. Andy Dalton. It, it, the big thing, <clears throat> what I like about this dude, this combo of Dalton and AJ Green is they trust each other, and that's so important. Uh, and, and I feel like a lot of guys in this league, when you talk about quarterback receiver combos, uh, you know Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and, and all these things. Dalton and Green, I really feel like they there is a very large amount of trust there. That's what makes this, this combo so dangerous. And then, not to mention, you got Tyler Eifert. Um, so I mean, it, it that's what makes Cincinnati so dangerous. Um, what I'm interested in seeing though with Cincinnati is who's going to start at running back for them. I mean, they, they've got options, which is great. Good point. Uh, you know, a, a lot a lot of teams don't have a lot of options, so. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Gio Bernard? Is it going to be Jeremy Hill? Or do the Bengals roll the dice? Try out the rookie Joe Mixon. Hey, Oklahoma beat Ohio State last night. Maybe a little <laughs> bit of that sooner luck might be what they need in their first game. So <clears throat> maybe go with Joe Mixon. Uh, you can say what you want about him, Sonny. I know he did what he did. But you look at just purely what he does on the football field, this guy, I mean, there's there's not many more talented running backs that came out of the draft last year than uh, Joe Mixon. Well, I I get what you're saying, but when I look at Joe Mixon, he's no Ezekiel Elliott, okay? And, you know, so, you know, it, it just depends on how you feel about him. Some people think, yeah, he is. Sonny, he's definitely, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. Well, until I see it out on the football field, I say it on the show all the time, Cuervo, what do I say? Give me a defensive coordinator over any rookie in the NFL until they prove me wrong. Okay, guess what? It's week number one. I'm not going to give it to the. I'm not going to give it to the rookie. Now that having been said, you're talking about you know the your running backs and things of that sort. Uh, right back, uh, running back uh, Bernard. He's finally healthy, Cuervo. And guess what? Since he's healthy, uh-huh. Jeremy Hill right now is dealing with an ankle injury. So we know who's going to get the rock. So. You're going to see Bernard in there, but they will throw in a dose of Jeremy Hill, not running the football Cuervo. They'll bring him in in third down situations, which by the way, he's monster at. If he gets the open field and he gets the opportunity, that's where he's going to excel big time. So, um, 
some other situations. Uh, tight end Tyler um, Afford, uh, he was limited in practice this week. He's got, probably going to be active. I haven't got the active reports yet, but I think he's going to be active, so we're going to have to look at him. Andy Dalton right now, you know, you talked about it, the big play aspect with it with a, uh, A.J. Green. How about 40, uh, 41 passes, 726 yards, six touchdowns, in eight games against the Baltimore Ravens. That's how connected those two are at the hip, and that makes a big difference. And then the only thing that you got to look at, though, if you're going to be the Ravens, okay, you got you still got playmakers. you got an injured quarterback, but you get Jeremy Macklin in that off-field. You also get Woodhead. So you got, you know, Baltimore also got a little bit better on the defense when they got uh, Tony Jefferson and Brandon Carr. So the combination of a lot of things that happen, this could be an interesting game this week as this game is in Cincinnati. And I, you know, I want, and I want to tell you right now, Cuervo, I want to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. And my mind is telling me that, but my heart is seeping in here a little bit. Do it, Sonny. I'm going to, I am, I am going to Baltimore Ravens. And I, and the reason why is what I talked about. The signing of Tony Jefferson is a big signing. Brandon Carr, this guy, he's not on a big long-term contract, so guess what? He's going to have to play. I think there's something about this game that gives me the willies. And what it is, is I don't trust Andy Dalton, Cuervo. They may be at home, and they win at home, but something about Andy Dalton this season is scaring me to pull the trigger on this guy to say, I've got a lot of confidence in him. He may have A.J. Green, but guess what? If they are able to somehow take him, I'm not going to say they're going to take him completely out of the game, Cuervo, but they need to slow him down. I think, I think they can. Um, so this one, I'm going on the other side. I'm going to go with Joe Flacco injured with all the injuries on the other side and, and say, I think they're going to go on the road and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do you have in week number one in this one? Well, it looks like we're going to disagree once again, Sonny. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals in this one at home with a healthy A.J. Green, with a healthy backfield, healthy Tyler Eifert. The only two injuries for the Bengals in this game is a backup tight end, C.J. Uzoma, and safety, Sean Williams. Those are the only two uh, that are listed as out for this game for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, with that being said... I'm going to change your mind. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go official. Let me change your mind. Let me change your mind. Are you ready for it? No Adam Pac-Man Jones. No no Pac-Man Jones and no Burfett in this game. This This is where... Uh, This is part of the iffiness in me is because guess what? I think Cincinnati is going to have to score and score a lot to win this game. And, uh, but they're not going to be able to stop the, the, the Ravens when scoring, even with a, you know, nicked up quarterback, as far as Joe Flacco is concerned, I think he can get the job done if he doesn't have those two guys out on the football field. Two key guys on the defensive side of the ball. I think Joe Flacco is going to throw for 350 and three touchdowns, and they're going to win this game. Okay, well, I mean, the perfect one, yeah, that's got me thinking. However, I'm still going to stick with Cincinnati. I just think they're a better talent. Um, 
you I know, think they I are mean, too, hey, by I the can't... way. For the record, I think they are too. Yeah, I mean, but I, I know the real reason he's taking Baltimore saying I know the real reason why. And it's not because of Joe Flacco. It's because the guy he's going to throw to, a guy by the name of Jeremy Macklin. Macklin, the man. always loved. You have My, always I, loved. I got a man crush. There is no question. And and you know what? I think he's going to do well in, 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 as a Raven. Um, so if you get a chance to pick him up in your fantasy league, grab him up if you need a receiver. He's That's available in some here, but why? Well, I know why. Because really the thinking was is that Flacco wasn't going to play for the first six weeks, but yet there he is. He's in the starting lineup today. Yep, exactly. So – um, I think Macklin's going to do well. I don't know about Mike Wallace. I mean, Jeremy Macklin is pretty much a younger Mike Wallace. Let's, let's just put it that way. But, um, you know, at the same time, though, it just I, I just feel like the Bengals have more weapons offensively. And even without Vontez Perfect, I think they're still going to be fine defensively. So I'm going to roll with the uh, – I'm going to still roll with the uh, – the jungle and, and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll see what happens, Sonny. And I know you're going to message me, but like I told you, it's the Ravens. <laughs> or, and I'm going to do the same to you. It's, it's the Bengals. We got a love instant messaging up on board here on the couch. But say the sports show next game, my Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans in Houston. And if, if, I, and let me, let me stress it. Hold on. Let me do it. There didn't have a hurricane blow through this town a couple of weeks ago, Cuervo. I think this game would be closer. There is so much emotion in this football game. And why is that, Cuervo? We talked about it on this show for since, 2009, or since 2010, since you, you joined me. All right. So for uh-huh. seven years, we talked about what emotion means to this game. And then all of a sudden, you get what happens – happened in Houston a couple of weeks ago, there is no question that there is so much emotion in this football game. And this is a different type of emotion. You know, sometimes that emotion can really work against you. But there is something going on in Houston that is, it, it kind of, I, I'll say defines the United States. Okay. And we're going to see this in Florida too. You watch. We're talking not just a community coming together. We're talking about a union coming together. We're talking about the United States coming together and helping those folks. There is something about that. Then you got on the other side, on the defensive side of the ball, a guy that raises over $33 million. That number's gone up since last time I've seen it, too. So you, you got your defensive star you know, raising money in efforts this right, you know, before this hurricane hit, I didn't think Houston had a chance in this AFC South. I had Tennessee. But this right here, this kind of uh, tragedy, this kind of thing, that's what pulls, you know, people together. And in that community, you're talking Texas, okay? I lived in a town two years ago on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas where a tornado ripped through the whole city. And they had people lining up on the main street to try to get in to help. There's something about that emotion that scares me for anybody in the AFC South, even the Tennessee Titans, although I think they're going to win this division. 
And so before we even look at the players, stats, all this other stuff, you got that, and that is the big thing that's hovering over in Houston there, Cuervo. Oh, no, I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot of emotion in this game, Sonny. Um, You know, like you said, I mean, when, you know, and not only with the hurricanes and stuff, think about tomorrow. Today's September 10th, okay? Tomorrow, 9-11. So there is a lot of of, uh, emotion involved in this game, involved in the NFL as a whole. I mean, you got to think about it. There's probably guys – all over the league that have family that is from Florida, a family that's from Texas or somewhere in the South that's been affected by these, by these hurricanes. So there's going to be emotion all, all over the league today. And I expect at every game, you know, to have some sort of uh, moment to reflect on everything that's happened and, and um, maybe not a moment of silence, but just a moment to kind of just take a deep breath and, and, and really be thankful you know, that, Absolutely. that we, you know, we have what we have in this country that we, you know, that we live in. So at least we should. And I'm, I don't know if that's going to happen. I haven't heard anything from, you know, the league. I haven't seen anything pop up as far as that's what's going to happen today before every game. But I think, it, I think it'd be the right thing to do. So, um, but as far as this game, yeah. I mean, Houston's going to be full of emotion. And I just yep. hope Jacksonville's ready for it because, like you said, I mean, you know, huge, huge shout out to JJ Watt, man. I mean, that's that. I mean, it, it, you talk about a guy that, you know, that alone, Sonny, should put him, nominate him for NFL Walter Payton's Man of the Year. That right there should, should really have him. It in should, the it, right hands now. down, hands down. I mean, and if it, it, they might as well just do the vote now, okay. Without question, this that that achievement alone deserves the recognition, and it's too bad we're going to have to wait until the end of the year to get see him get that award. That should be handed down right now. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, at least something, you know, I mean, something to really show the appreciation because you know he didn't have to he didn't have to do what he did. He he, he you know. He invested his time. He invested his effort into doing that for the city that he plays in, and and I think that's great. You know, what disgusts me though is that, and I and I I love watching um, Undisputed on Fox Sports One with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, but Shannon Sharp's got his damn nerve. Do you know? Do you know that he tried to compare J.J. Watt to Colin Kaepernick? Do you know that, Sonny? I, I couldn't believe my ears because he tried to say that. I missed that. this one. Tell me what happened because I did not hear this. Okay, so so basically he tried to compare J.J. Uh, uh, Watt to Colin Kaepernick in the sense of that J.J. Watt pretty much, uh, you know, how do I say it? I think he said it along the lines of, you know, uh, off, did off the field uh, things, and oh, nobody said anything. Nobody's criticizing him, and that uh, Colin Kaepernick did the same thing, and he's getting he's getting all the criticism in the world. It's like, are we really comparing these two things right now? Uh, unbelievable. Really, are we really Sharp. comparing these two right now? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be really honest just, with you. 
I'm going to be honest with you. Shannon Sharp is the reason why I don't watch that show. And, and it's not because of – I mean, he, here's what I'm going to tell you about Shannon Sharp. The guy studies. The guy knows his stuff. I, I'm not even going to go that route. I'm, I'm not going to sound stupid and say this guy, but sometimes he'll go on a tangent, and, and it's one of the things that makes it hard for me to watch. Um, it's not the fact that I don't agree with some of his stances, and some of them I do, some of them I don't. Um, but, you know, I, I don't – what kind of criticism should J.J. Watts get? I mean, I, I'm sorry, he, he didn't stand up and, you know, slap the military in their face on 9-11 with, 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 his, with his antics. By the way, um, last week, to start the show, I, I, I just had had enough of the, of the nonsense. I, you know, you know I, and I'm sorry that, you know, some folks cannot see my point on this, but when you when you're in when you're engrossed in a situation and a social issue, I get it. Don't get me wrong, folks. You got to remember, I'm I'm not I'm 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 not your normal average white boy, okay? I'm married to a black lady, okay? I so I, I'm not saying I completely understand the plight. Don't get me wrong, but I got a more understanding than most. But I'm going to tell you that. J.J. Watts has never done anything to insult this country the way that it happened. And here's the fact, and my brother's right, by the way, and that, that hurt me to say right. My, my chest is my, – my brother's right about the fact that I don't think Colin Kaepernick was ready for the fact of that this – he wanted attention, don't get me wrong. But I don't think he was ready for the full attention this thing is really getting. And the fact of the matter is it's not the attention that he really intended in the first place uh, for the type of protest that he is doing. Well, well I, you know, and I, and I think that's the problem with a lot of guys, Tony. You know, you're not thinking about the aftermath, the repercussion of an act that you make or that you decide to take. Um, you're thinking about right now, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to say. And, oh, I'll just deal with it when the time comes. Well, now the time has come to deal with it. And now, because you have to deal with it, you're, you're not employed right now. So, now, yep. I stand corrected, Sonny. I apologize. I don't like giving bad information or wrong information. So, I've got the exact quote here from Shannon Sharp. This is what he said about comparing J.J. Watt to, uh, to Colin Kaepernick. He says, J.J. Watt raised... $20 million, which has gone up since then. This was last week on Wednesday. $33 million, by the million. way, is the yeah, number that, I we'll saw. Just use the, yeah, so he raised $33 million for charity, and no one told him to stick it to sports. But they did when Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick donated $1 million out of his own pocket. Are we really comparing these two? Are we really I, comparing these two right now, Sonny? This is... And I like I like Shannon Sharp because I think he gives good opinions at times. However, this what this tells me right here is he's trying to play the card without pulling out the card. Right, keeping to an agenda. In reality, which is one of the re, one of the things he does on that show, and, and I get it. Most people do have an agenda. It's just how much you push it and when you push it. 
what are you going to compare it to? And there, there, there's your first sign right there. $33 million. Hey, I am glad that Colin Kaepernick is in the situation that he can do what he's doing. And by the way, just to let you know, congratulations. That, that, that is big. That is big. It's not just his million, by the way, just to let you know. He's also raising money. But at the same time, the whole situation, the way it runs down, I hate when we get into a comparison of one to the other. Um, and, and I don't think this is I, – I, I'm in full agreement with you. I don't think this is even comparable not that it really should be compared in the first place. And I think that's probably my disappointment in the fact that it was being brought up in the first place. This is something that you don't compare to each other. Okay. But exactly. If you're going to do it, okay. Come come with a little more gas than what you just came with. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the difference. Okay. Here's the, here's to me. This is the difference. First of all, how do you know that out of that 33 million, none of that is his own money? How do you know that? Do you exactly. have facts? Do you have do you have copies of of donation receipts and, and whatever else? However, they track the amount of money that has been don uh, you know raised and donated to to the the city of Houston and wherever else this money is going to go. Do you have do you have records of that? Because I don't. So yeah, I don't. I'm not yeah. gonna, I mean, I'm not going to say J.J. Watt hasn't donated any of his own money because I can't prove it, okay? Right. Number two, number two, okay? This is to – what J.J. Watt is doing is to help the United States of America. And that's great that Colin Kaepernick wants to go out and, and help other countries, and, and that's fine. My opinion, though, is we got to take care of ourselves first before we can go and take care of other people. And that's exactly. what J.J. is doing right now. He's taking care of us Americans in America yep. down and, and where they need it here in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and this and is and not. You talk, to, and j- you talk to the you talk to the you know the the majority of the country. One of the biggest things is is that we don't do things for our own country, but we'll do things for other countries before we'll do it for ourselves. And that's one of the that's one of the biggest complaints, my man. And no, and, and that's absolutely right. I mean, my belief, my belief is we have to take care of ourselves before we could take care of, absolutely, you know, other people. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't disagree with it. I'm not saying, hey, we we shouldn't care about people in other countries that need help. I mean, obviously, that's part of what we do in the armed forces. We go out and we provide humanitarian service to other countries and whatnot. We go out there and we work with other militaries in other countries, but when, when we need help here at home, we should probably be taken care of home first. Without question. Okay? So now and then and, we and here's to... the other big, compa- here's the other big comparison too, Sonny. I didn't mean to cut you off. Nope. Go ahead. Colin, JJ Watt is not trying to make any type of political stance. He's not trying to, you know, white power or any other, that craziness like Colin Kaepernick's trying to do. You know, Colin Kaepernick, he's raising, you know, he donated his, his, his own money, but he's doing it to, for, for his own political beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that there's a difference. You can't compare those two. So Without question. Mm-hmm. For, for Shannon Sharp to compare those two, okay, it, 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 it's not a comparison. It's really not. And I'm not saying that, you know, Colin Kaepernick's 
political stance is wrong, he, he can have his opinion. That's fine. Okay. But you can't compare it to don't, you know, helping raise money for a city that just got half destroyed. Yep. Like this is how, how it's is like that the even biggest Trump card cooler? ever, right? It, it, it's like the biggest Trump card ever. You know, if, you, if you you're playing to, hard and you, and you have the ace of, you have the ace of any suit and you get trumped by a spade. All right. It is the biggest Trump card ever. Or, you know, it, it's one of those things where you look at it and you have to ask, you know, you, 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 you're right, Cuervo, apples to oranges. Yes, but it, it's such on a different level. I, I can't even believe that it was even something that was brought up. But does it surprise me it was brought up by Shannon Sharp? No. Um, but at the same time, I will put it out there just as much as, you know, uh, first take is entertainment. So is that same thing on the other side uh, uh, with Undisputed. It is entertainment. It is show business. Uh, so, you know, they got to keep it relevant in some ways. And I think that might have been a way that they were doing that. I don't know. Do you think he believes the same, that, believes what he's putting out there? Watt or Kaepernick? Ka- no. Uh, no. Um, uh, uh, Shannon Sharp. Oh, Shannon Sharp. Um, no, I think he's just making it a race thing, Sonny, because after he made that comment, then he started talking about Michael Bennett and what happened to him in uh, Las Vegas. Um, yeah. I don't know if you heard about that story. But, I did. Um, yeah, about I'm him. Saying, being, I'm, you know, I'm staying away from that subject, actually. That's one that I'm, yeah. I've, I've decided to steer clear of uh, to talk about. Uh, it has nothing to do well, with wanting to defend one side or another. Yeah, I mean, so all I'm going to say on this, since since we're not going to really bring it up, is he's, yeah, he's using the race card yet again with that one. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think think he's on thin ice with Fox Sports 1. At least I, I would think he should be because you can only make it, you can only use that so much before it gets to the point where you're just like, Hmm. Okay, what are you really trying to do here? You know, what, are you trying to make a a race? You know, make this a race thing, like a racist stance, uh, and using the network to do it, or or do you have an actual point, point. here, Shannon? Like, what is it? What is it? Good point. Now, this game right here, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans. There's a motion on the other side. Jacksonville, although it's a little bit north up on the West Coast, our our buddy over there, Tom McManus, lives there. Um, So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing. So you got you kind of got the same things going on. But, you know, so now we go to talent out on the football field. What is going to be going on out on the football field that will get it done? Well, you you know, you look at the, the draft. Deshaun Watson, 12th overall pick uh, for the quarterback. That situation was something that was done. Uh, didn't he? I think he was in the national championship, I think, with Clemson. So there you go. You got that situation. Uh, the Texans also, um, they, they're going to go ahead but start Tom Savage at the quarterback position. Now, if those that don't know Savage, he was the longtime backup to one of your favorite GOAT, by the way, um, yeah, up there in Indianapolis behind Peyton Manning many years there. Uh, so 
you know, Savage, I mean, this guy is the oldest young guy I've ever seen in the NFL. The guy's 27, by the way. Uh, two starts in reality, um, you know, he, he, so he's going to go in and take over for a football team that, and, and no offense against the guy, he doesn't have the on-the-field experience. Now, in theory, Cuervo, when you get Tom Savage, you should get Peyton Manning, you know, Peyton Manning's understudy. But you, the talent level is definitely different. But as far as smarts, I don't know. I, you know, parts of me thinks that this is a good move because of the fact that you do have the understudy of Peyton Manning. And parts of me goes, well, you know, he's got experience, but is it real experience? So I'm going to ask you the question. You know, your, your backup quarterback not seeing the football field and you're feeling really good about him and you're going to start him? Or do you go, you know, is there any difference between them and a the rookie? Um, I think there is. I mean, I would actually <laughs> – Believe it or not, I would start Watson over Savage. I just I don't I don't see it with Savage. I mean, he's had his, he's had his opportunity and he just doesn't he doesn't have it, Sonny. I don't know. I mean, I think he started. I think Bill O'Brien's wrong in this one. She's saying start Savage. Bill O'Brien, by the way, has been all over this. Like he's the best thing to come along since Fruit Punch. Now, knowledge wise, Cuervo, I'm going to tell you right now. You know, it, it, it reminds me of one Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. The difference is Aaron Rodgers has the talent as well as being the understudy of Brett Favre. So when I think about understudies at the quarterback position, obviously, you know, I, when I think of it, I, I like to think of the Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre thing. By the way, which, by the way, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers didn't get along very well. But I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers learned a lot from the guy that they don't get along with. And there's something to be said about just learning the game from professionals that may play or do something different than you, but you can learn something. That having been said, Tom Severage, you know, we're going to find out if he learned anything under the many years under Peyton Manning. And I think what we're going to find out is, is that he's going to be okay, but Houston is going to have to figure out fairly quickly what they are going to do if the Tom Savage doesn't work. How quick do they get the rookie in? How how fast will it be? Will it be something will it, it, it will it be an injury or will it just be bad play for Tom Savage? We hope it's injury not because of bad play because I think it's going to go ahead and and be the difference the season. This first game though you know, as much as Jacksonville's going to get hit with that, that and there's going to be many stories there as well. Um, there are in the storm out there, uh, in and, and getting starting with the rebuilding, and maybe it starts with the win Houston. So I'm not even looking at stats. I'm not even looking at who's out on the football field. I'm going purely emotion on this one, and I think Houston's ahead of the team on that they've already started the rebuilding process uh, for the city and the community and the football team being a good football you know, team 
uh, is a great story for the area as well. So I'm going to ride the story more so than talent. But even at that point, if I looked at the talent, looked at stats, as much as I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, I'm not picking them in this football game either. I mean, I wouldn't either, Sonny. I mean, I, I made that mistake last year, and I was like, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to finish second in the division. I was all about it. I was drinking. Yeah, you were. You have Jaguars. some mad love for my Jacksonville Jaguars. I I had a pitcher of Jaguar flavored Kool Aid, and I and I just chugged the whole thing. You got drunk after the first week. <laughs> yeah, I got drunk off of some uh, Jaguar Kool Aid, and, and oh, I tell you, it was man. the worst hangover I ever felt. Worst hangover I, I ever I, felt in my life. And you deserve <laughs> it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sonny. Now, now I know. I might as I'm, I might as well listen to the Jaguar fan himself, Sonny Clark. And, and if he tells me don't yeah. roll with the Jags, I'm not going to roll with the Jags. You so, can't. Um, and, and and I'm like you, Cuervo. You say it all the time. You got to prove it to me, okay? And you know, but here's one thing that I've never done, and it started with Brian Hoyer. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Why, Sonny? Why do you have a problem with Brian Hoyer? I get this question a lot, and I've never answered it. So I'm going to give you the answer. <laughs> I don't like I'm Brian interested. Hoyer. All right, you ready? Here we go. Brian Hoyer goes on injury, and he comes back in the final four games of the season and plays out of his mind. And everybody loves Brian Hoyer. And, you know, all oh, the kind of Brian Hoyer, watch out for us next year. But what they didn't do when they were looking at it, and just as fans will do, because they'll get punched drunk just like you, okay, they didn't look at the talent they were playing in the final four games. I mean, and never mind the fact, it was the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, first of all, you got the Cleveland Browns. Okay, traditionally, if you take away just a few seasons, the Cleveland Browns have been the dump or fire of the NFL even before these last few years. And then they played teams that, first of all, there was no playoff. In all four of those games, only one team had a playoff implication, and they barely won the game, and it was off of a situation where it was a bad call, it shouldn't have been called, and they won the game. Those four games had absolutely nothing to do with any kind of standings that they had to win football games against quality football teams. Why is that, Sonny? Why? Because the teams were so bad they were playing second and third players because they didn't want to run the risk of their starters getting hurt for the next season. That's what NFL teams do. They realize they know when the right is on the wall, but if you got somebody that is going to be your future, you don't play them as much, or they don't put them in harm's way, or they don't play at 100%. And the love that Brian Hoyer got in those four games makes me want to puke. I couldn't believe the, you know, you want to talk about getting on the Kool-Aid. They were all over Brian Hoyer about that. Four games that meant absolutely nothing. And then the Browns are going to be the second coming the year out. And then they, they, they win two games in the whole season. So there you go. That is the reason why. That's why fans, you know, you can't fall in love with a guy that wins four in a row at the end of the season, especially when they're not playing anybody. Okay. I get it. So you don't like Hoyer. <laughs> you don't like Hoyer. 
So basically, you don't like Hoyer because the media hyped him up so much after two or three games or four games, whatever it was. At the end of the season. And that's Brian Hoyer's fault, Sonny. Come on. No, 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 it's not that it's his fault, Cuervo. It's the fact that everybody overestimated his real talent, which he doesn't have. How many more years after that do we have to prove that Brian Hoyer don't have the goods at the quarterback position in the NFL? I mean, I mean, you're going to hang your head on Brian. There's a team, I think, now, is it, oh, is it your team that has Brian Hoyer right now? Are they going to start Brian Hoyer, you know? Well, 
let's just say one of these teams were going to be ahead of the New England Patriots for at least a week. And so you better live on that for the whole year because that's about as good as it's going to get. And, you know, Cuervo, I look at these, no quarterback. Neither team has a quarterback. Um, One has a better rush, you know, rushing game. The other team, you know, has a better defense. So with a combination of a better defense and with the fact they're at home, I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills to get their first victory of the season, but don't fall in love. Don't think it's anything big this week because it is the New York Jets. And look at who the Jets are starting at quarterback. Oh, my God, it's pathetic. Oh, you can name this the toilet bowl. You can name this the whatever bowl. Dumpster bowl. Dumpster fire bowl. Hey, Sonny, I've got a name for you. How about the Rex Ryan Bowl? Mm. Oh, God. How about that one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just destroy two franchises because he's such a good coach. Yeah, <clears throat> clearly throw on that one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that one, uh, th- this one here, I'm 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 afraid to even watch. Someone's got to win. Um, you know, you know who's the better Cuervo? I. I I, I ask these questions because the first thing I look at in a game, because Sonny's so simplistic, is I look at the quarterback position. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, there's nothing here to really ride your, you know, ride your coattails on to make you feel good about this game um, on both sides. Um, so you don't have Sean McCoy. I think is kind of washed up. Cuervo. I think he's at the end of career um i have a good game here there you know but i've got to ask myself the question in this game since there's no quarterback who has the best defense now the best defense a couple of years ago was buffalo okay um rex ryan got a hold of that defense and guess what went hill they lost all the guys that were good but they're still somewhat better than the jets now sometimes when we do show i know you got sometimes i think you might be a closet New York Jets fan. And I get my closet situation. I, 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 I don't know if you really want to admit it or not. And I think it's because you kind of have a, a crush of Rex Ryan because of the glory days of his daddy and the Chicago Bears and what, you know, you know Rex Ryan's daddy meant to a lot of it, you know. But Ryan, I've got some mad love for. But his kids, I, I you know, I, I just don't have that love. I I, I drank the Kool Aid for about two years, um, but that was about it. So, I mean, I don't know. Give me a reason to pick against Buffalo in this one. I guess I'll throw it out there that way. To pick against Buffalo, so you yeah. Now pick in other against words, Buffalo. pick the Jets to win. Yeah. How? How? <sighs> what? What would give you the feeling that the Jets could win this football game? Well, well, dead air is not good um, on this show, Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, dead air is no good. So I'm going to give you something. Um, 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 no. I tell you, Matt Forte is a former Chicago Bear, and if he plays today, I mean, he could he could put up some big numbers today against the Buffalo Bills. Other than that, 
I got nothing else for you. Son. I got a head scratcher. I mean, I actually had an it when we started talking about this. Well, this one's this pretty thing. easy for me, actually. This one's easy for me, but go ahead. I Well, you know, Josh McCown for the Jets quarterback. <laughs> Okay, oh, boy. And that's all I got to say. It's it, it it's almost as bad as Brian Hoyer. Um, I mean, I, I mean, how many times? How many teams has this guy played for? I mean, how many how many times are you going to get the opportunity to yeah half the league? Yeah, how many times are you going to get the opportunity to to earn a, a starting quarterback job? Well, and you got to go to the Jets in order to get it because they're so damn bad. I I you know I. I want to be able to break this one down. And and I just, and when I was prioritizing what I needed to look at in each and every game, this on the bottom of my list on trying to break it down. I just don't think there's anything at all in reality um, for both of these teams. So I'm just going to go by the strength of a defense because both teams, no quarterback, um, so that's, that's that's my only thinking in this game. Now, you know, you, you got to look at it being said here now. Gone Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and they've been replaced with Robbie Anderson and former Seahawk Jermaine Curse. I I, 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 that's all I gotta say. I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Someone's got to win the toilet. Uh, Dumpster Fire Bowl, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to say the Bills are going to win this one. Who do you have in it, Bill? Or Bill? Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I'm going to circle the wagons, Sonny. I'm circling the wagons. I'm taking uh, Buffalo in this game. Um, look, Shady McCoy is going to have his way today against yeah. the, the, the Jets. Um, I think that Tyrod Taylor is going to have his way. And I think uh, you could expect some things from Jordan Matthews, the new receiver for the Buffalo Bills, who they picked up from from the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it, I think I think Buffalo wins this thing, Sonny, and I think they win easy. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. I think Buffalo. I, I think you're right in this game. I see twenty points. I see a twenty pointer in in reality. Um, it, as far as that's concerned, not only that, Buffalo's at home, so they got a home game to start off the season as well. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing too. I'm telling you right now, the Jets will have the number one pick in next year's draft. I'm calling it right now. Week one, the Jets wow. will be the worst team in football. What you mean, Cleveland's? You know, now now that Cleveland doesn't no, have Brian, uh, Cleveland's better. Well, they they lost their quarterback. Uh, Cleveland's better. <laughs> They're both dumpster fires. It's bad. Oh, they're both bad. It is but bad. Cleveland's better is. of the two. Yeah, there you go. It is the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're covering all the games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to head into the next one. I, it, I think is really the key to the And thank God we got something to talk about. It's the Oakland Raiders. Now, they fly cross-country to take on the Tennessee Titans. Now, this is what I got to say, Cuervo. Last year, when Oakland flew cross-country, that didn't that did not affect this football team at all uh, in reality. Um, I, th- they played very well on the road going cross-country. So they got that going for them. 
They got Brandon Clark. They got that going for them. They got their offensive guy with a new contract. They got that going for them. They got their defensive leader with a new contract. They got that going for them. And not only that, they even managed to make their wide receivers happy. Now, we talked about the Tennessee Titans. I picked them to win the division. I picked them, and I still do. This was the game that I looked at the first game. I was like, holy smoke. They're not even going to get out of the gate, even on their home field. Um, but here's the thing, Cuervo. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to give the Oakland Raiders a fight here. Now, is it enough to win? I don't know. We'll talk about that. But I think this game is going to be a very, very close game because at the quarterback position for the Tennessee Titans, you have got to feel fight. I mean, Look at the progression at the quarterback position if you're the Tennessee Titans, and you've got to feel really good about where Marcus Mariota is taking this franchise. Well, I think you absolutely have to feel good. I mean, I, I, I tell you, I'm probably one of the many people that had doubts about Marcus Mariota, and, and I'll tell you, he's proven me wrong. I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of crow to eat from the way Mariota has proved me wrong. so um, Yeah, you're going to choke on a leg. Yeah, probably. I probably will. Um, but, you know, I mean, that, that, I think the, uh, you know, the Titans made the right move in, in drafting Mariota because he's a guy that has been, has turned this franchise around, really. I mean, between that and the way the defense has gotten better, by the way, for those that don't know, the defensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans is none other than the legendary Dick LeBeau. That's yep. a big reason, too, why I picked the Titans to win this division. I think they're going to be a very, very solid football team. Um, but as far as today's game is concerned, it's going to be – to me, this is going to be the best one of the best games of the day. I, I really hope Red Zone shows a lot of this game. Um, I think the Red Zone will show a lot of this game. Between this one and then the Ravens-Bengals game, I think you're going to see a lot of those two, um, those two games. So, uh, but as far as you know, the game itself, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the uh, the running games are for both teams. Obviously, you know the Raiders bring in beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, yeah. I want to see how he looks in a Raiders uniform. Is he motivated? Is he is he the same guy that he always is? Like, does he have that? And I think you're going to be able to tell right away, Sonny. And this is something that I talked about during the preseason is, you know, playing for your home team, the team that you grew up watching and whatnot, just like Marshawn Lynch did with the Raiders. Right. It's going to be interesting to see, like, living that, that, that lifelong dream, I guess, that, you know, it's like, it's like your dream job is to play – you know, when you play football for your home team. And that's and, and, and Lynch has that opportunity right now. So is he going to embrace it, or is he just going to, you know, be the same old guy that he always is? And, um, you know, I think you're going to see that spark right away. Um, he's going to run with a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, you know, aggression. Um, so um, – that's obviously a good thing for the Raiders. That's something they haven't really had for a couple of years is, is a solid running game that they can really truly depend on. 
Uh, right. You know, and as far as the Titans, I mean, hey, you know, you, you still got the Marco Murray. Um, I, I, I'm just going to be interested to see how they mix it up between running with Mariota, running with the Marco Murray, and even even throwing Derrick Henry in there once in a while. Yes. The yes. Uh, you know the the, the backup bruiser. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how they mix up their run games. So to me, I want to see how the running games are. We all know what they can do in the air. Um, you know, yep. Titans drafting drafting the guy in the first round. They also uh, they bring in. I think uh, Eric Decker is now Tennessee Titan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how he looks in a Titans uniform. See how involved he gets in that in that offense right off the bat. So I think this is going to be probably second best, if not the best game of the day. And I really hope we get a lot of red zone coverage on this game. Definitely. And, and it's going to start right away, Cuervo, because if you remember correctly, last year on Christmas Eve, both of these teams lost their starting quarterback. Now they're both back. Um, so the difference was is that the Titans were eliminated for the playoffs. Oakland continued. So there's something there. Um, now, Brandon Card last year, he was he's only the fifth player in NFL history uh, with 80 touchdown passes in his first three seasons. Right now, you know, there's no reason why you can't really expect the same performance coming from Carr. Um, on the other side, you know, you, you got Mariota, okay? He's became a better and more efficient passer in the NFL in 2016 than he did in 2000, okay? When you get 61% of your passes with a 26 to 9 touchdown interception or touchdown to interception ratio, you know, that that's a big number. And then also you throw in the fact that he can run the football, 349 yards. Uh, you know, this was the one with the, the toughest one who was going to win it. I, when I was trying to make the decision, you know, I, you know, I tried the preseason look, you know, uh, pedestrian. That's the best way to call it. Um, and the Oakland uh-huh. Raiders, I don't want to fall in love with what what I, what I saw in the preseason. You never want to fall in love, especially if it's good um, in the preseason. But the difference is, is that when you're looking at Brandon Carr at the quarterback position, I, I think you, you just get a different kind of mindset. Now, both of the teams, I mean, the quarterbacks are young, too. I mean, this these two teams are going to go at it. This is going to be that, that Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees kind of thing, you know, um, you know, uh, one against the other. But these two are in the same division. So, I mean, I love what we got in this, what I wish could be a rivalry. Of course, we don't get that because they're not in the same division. But this is going to be one that Marcus Mariota and Tennessee Titan fans can get an idea of what you can expect for the whole season because you're starting off against my Super Bowl pick, by the way. And if you show up and you win this game against a quality team, offensively, defensively, you've got to go on. The problem is, is when I look at the Tennessee Titans and I, my heart wants to pick them. But defensively, I don't think they got enough to stop what's going to be coming their way from Oakland. Yeah, and, and I'll make another bold prediction, Sonny. I mean, depending on how much longer Dick LeBeau uh, is going to coach and be the defensive coordinator of the Titans, 
and, and, and this may blow your mind, but it's just something I'm thinking about now that we're talking on the subject of quarterbacks and stuff like that. Could I make the argument that once Tom Brady retires, this is going to be the new Manning-Brady rivalry. This is going to be the yes. new, you know, two guys that – and, you know, they're both AFC, so I'm not discounting Janus Winston. I'm not discounting anybody in the NFC. I'm talking about for the AFC. For the purpose of the AFC, we had started with Marino and Kelly. Then it went to uh, Manning and Brady. Now, you know – could the next one be Card Mariota? Could I make the argument in the AFC that's going to be the next big rivalry as far as quarterbacks are concerned? Yeah. And also, just keep in mind, you know, Jack Del Rio and the Oakland Raiders, they're going to have to think of a little bit difference because guess who's on the injury list? Khalil Mack. It's the contract, but uh, he's got a knee. He's on the injury report, did not practice. He is doubtful for the game. The Raiders also listed 10 other players on that report. And guess what? Amari Cooper on has a knee problem as well. So you got guys, okay, that were not practicing. You have guys that were not going to be there. Now, you also have first rounder. Uh, they, they picked up a cornerback in uh, Conley. Uh, he was lim- limited with the shin as well. Right now, there's some nicks and bruises going on with the Oakland Raiders, too. Vile personnel, Cuervo. And this is the reason why I'm going out on the limb. I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans in this game because guess what? They got Eric Decker, like you said. They got uh, Taiwan Taylor and Corey Davis, the two rookies coming out. They get the opportunity to go there. Then you throw in the fact that they have the best defensive coordinator in the in quite possibly in the history of the game, sit right there. Um, And then you have to look at another thing, the ground game. Where's it going to come from? DeMarco Murray. And I will tell you, Mike Malarkey, if he does not decide to use DeMarco Murray at what he does best, and it's not necessarily running the football, Cuervo, DeMarco Murray is a guy out of third down that you're going to see a lot of DeMarco Murray in this one with the combination of a couple of nicks and bruises that are not going to affect the Raiders throughout this season, but I think it affects the Titans. I think the Titans are going to come here, and I'm going with the Tennessee Titans in week number one against the Oakland Raiders. What are you looking at in this game, and who do you have? Well, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm interested in the running games for both. Um, this is really it's, – it's a toss-up, Sonny. I really don't know it is. who I want to <clears throat> – I'm leaning towards the Raiders. Uh, however, I just kind of feel like how you mentioned with the uh, injuries and whatnot, how is it going to affect them. Uh, it doesn't look like the injuries are really going to hurt the Raiders that much today. Uh, except for uh, Mack, let's see. Khalil. Yeah, well, Khalil Mack is—he's not a—he he's—he's been practicing, uh, uh, so it sounds like he's doing good. Um, how effective he's going to be, I'm not sure, but he's going to be uh, too much as far as you know being out of the game and whatnot. He's going to be there. Um, but I, I really, I, I've got, I've got some love this year for the Titans. I really like what the direction that they're going. I do too. So, yep. Um, 
you know, so I'm I'm actually kind of leaning towards the Titans. I think I like the Titans to win this game. I, I and but here's the thing. I think we're both would not be surprised if Oakland won it. Uh, but it will be about whether or not a team can get that job done. Um, I just don't see it in reality. That having been said, um, you know, I think those little injuries to start the season, if the Oakland Raiders are smart, they won't press it. Especially, you're talking about the knees. It's not, I mean, it's bad enough if you got to get a high ankle sprain. We got a guy in the NFL that's dealing with that that's supposed to be playing. Um, that, that, that injury, even drugs can't help it. But you're talking about knee injuries. When, when, you play, when you play a game of chicken with the knee injury, the knee injury usually wins. So the, I think the Oakland Raiders have got to be careful when you're talking about knee injuries. And, and both Mark Cooper and Khalil Mack are messing with that. So they're going to have to be careful. How much of chicken they're going to be able to play is going to be the question. So I, right now, I'm right here. Um, if Oakland decides to back off of that and decide it'd be the smart thing to do. And I don't think anybody would blame them for just taking the back seat and riding the storm out in this game and see what they can do. This would be a good week. Number one would test for their replacement square vote. Um, and if I'm Jack Rio, I know how to pump a team up. I know how to pump up a team's confidence. And not only that, a player's confidence, I think I would sit Mac. I think I'd sit Cooper, and I would be in their face talking about how great they are, what they mean to the team, and pump them up for this game and, you know, see what you can get from them. Um, I, I could see that. Um, you know, I would say, though, week, you know, with it being week one, just kind of try and get everybody involved. Um. You know, I'm sure Jack Del Rio is smarter than saying, hey, you know, I know that Amari Cooper is pretty banged up, but we're going to try and play him anyways. I mean, yeah. he's, he's just a, he's just an all-pro receiver, no big deal. Uh, I think I think he's a little smarter than that. So I, I really would expect Del Rio to kind of use his judgment, just like I'm interested to see tonight. Uh, and we'll get to that game, you know, before the end of the show with Odell Beckham and his situation with his knee. Um yeah. Well, it's a high ankle spring for Odell Beckham, not necessarily a knee, but I Mm -hmm. think they they brought in the knee as a uh, possible problem because of the high ankle spring. Right. So I'm really I'm really concerned to see if he's going to be playing today or yeah tonight. Odell Beckham. It'll be interesting. Okay, they've got that's a tough call to make, Sonny. If, If you're if you're Bob McAdoo. Uh, the head coach of the New York Giants. Do you, you know, what do you do? Uh, are you really that desperate for that for that Week One win against the Dallas Cowboys, or do you say, you know what, it's a long season. We still got 15 more games. Let's roll the dice. Let's see if we can beat these guys without Beckham. And, and maybe that's the approach they take. And by Week Two, he'll by then the ankle should be just fine and he'll be at 100. percent But you got to ask yourself, is it worth getting is it out worth there for it? the first game? Absolutely. And, and I think Jack Doe, I'm hoping Jack Doe Rio is smarter. So we both on the Titans this week. Yeah, I'm with the Titans, Sonny. I mean, I, I really, I, I mean, I love the Raiders. Don't get me wrong, but for this game, 
just because of of uh, you know the, I think the defense is what changes my mind about the Titans. Um, you know, picking the Titans is, is the defense, and I've always been a Dick LeBeau fan, so that's right. why I'm taking Tennessee. Got it. So Tennessee, we're both not necessarily on a bandwagon, but just more in the fact trying to keep it smart. Next game up on board before we go into our uh, next week. It's a good one as well. An in-rivalry game. The Philadelphia Eagles, they go on the road to take on the Washington Redskins. And frankly, these, you know, if you listen to our preseason, we listen to the NFC when we covered the NFC East. These are the two teams that we had on the bottom. We just differed on who would be at the bottom. Um, As far as that was concerned, uh, someone's going to win this one. Um, And this one's going to be a tough one because Philadelphia, are they going to, they're going to ride with their rookie quarterback from last year. Will they be able to build on that? Or do you give it to the defense to put the quarterback in the sophomore slump cousins playing it right, getting paid a lot of money as being put on, you know, as the franchise player. Um, So everything is going in place for that whole situation for him to get a big payday next year. So, you know, you, you, you got to go to what's out on the per, personnel out on the football field. I, you know, and really, to be honest, when I look at the two quarterbacks, you know, as far as the Washington Redskins not saying Kirk Cousins by not giving him the contract or him accept, accepting it for the money, um, I think the Washington Redskins could turn their back on this guy. Now, Will Kirk Cousins live up to the live up to the contract he thinks that he should have gotten? That's going to be the question, and that's what is the big thing. When I look at both these teams, they're they're the same Cuervo, uh, but I think there's a motivation factor for Kirk Cousins as well, and uh, the fact of what would end up happening at the end of the season. And this is that mediocre. These two teams are mediocre. Uh, I think you know the that you have a quarterback that wants to make more money, thinks he, sh- he should be making more money, he's going to have to go out and prove it, and this is a good game for him to do it in Cuervo. Oh, most definitely it's a good game for him to do it. I mean, really, for both quarterbacks. I mean, if you yep. think about it, you know, Carson Wentz going into his second year, uh, you know, you got the whole sophomore slump talk going on, so is he going to fall into that category of, of sophomore slump? For Kirk Cousins, obviously, the contract is the big talk with him. You know, yep. I mean, he could sit here and complain all he wants about how he got franchise tags again. Well, I think the Redskins, and I and I kind of don't blame them, Sonny. I mean, you can't you can't dive into a guy that's given you one and a half good seasons. Like, you got to see more. So, I, in my opinion, if Cousins has another solid year this year, then I think the Redskins would be stupid and I mean stupid to not sign this guy to at least a three-year deal well that's going to be a lot of money Cuervo because of the fact of what he made up underneath the franchise tag for the last two seasons so that's going to be a lot of money and Kirk Cousins is back to a lot of money as well 
So, but you know, you're right. It's going to be the decision that the the Washington Redskins are going to go on. They're going to have to decide. They're going to have to bite the bullet in year number three on whether or not they think Kirk Cousins is going to be the guy that's going to lead them to any kind of success. Then on the other side, you get Carson Wentz, who went 43 and 68 for only 493 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and two games against this team. Okay, so. But the situation here, when you look at what's going on in the backfield, LeGarrette Blunt, 299 uh, carries last season's with New England, 18 rushing touchdowns. He's going to be part of the game as well, along with Darren Spores, uh, our Sproles and uh, Smallwood. So you know, you're getting a lot coming your way, Cuervo. I like the personnel out on the football field without question. For for the, the this Eagle team, I think has got some good personnel, but you, you got good personnel that you know really and chemistry. I think is going to be the big big factor for this football team this year. Oh yeah, I think so too. I mean, especially with a guy that you know second year quarterback, and you've got some some veteran receivers on this football team with Alshon and and uh, uh, Torrey Smith coming over from the Niners, former Raven. Uh, you've got, you know, Zach Ertz is a guy that he's been working with since, you know, since last year. So, uh, and in the backfield, I mean, I mean, you could flip a coin and say, all right, this, you know, who's going to carry the ball? I mean, you've got Sproles and you've got Smallwood. And so, I mean, I like, I like the Eagles' weapons. I just, I'm not uh, sold as much anymore on their offensive line. I think that's that's the, problem the big is. one. Yep, that's what that to me is where the problem lies. Is their offensive line? I think some of the guys are getting a little old. Uh, guys like Jason Peters. Um, so it, it's it's going to be hard to to really judge this uh, this offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if they can hold their own and they can hold up and and, and give. When some protection, I think the Eagles are going to be a force to be reckoned with offensively. It's just we don't know if that's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, give protection to Wentz like he's going to need. So that to me, uh, and I think this is a good test for them in week one against this Redskins defensive line to see, where, to see where they measure up. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a division game. Uh, yep. you know, it's against a, a team that they're familiar with and, and that's familiar with them. So, um, I, and that's why I kind of like these division games. I think the NFL, how they do it as the last week should be as the last week. It's all division games. I think week one should all be division games too. I agree. And it'd be more exciting as well. You get the, you get the division so. started off really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want bears Packers week one, who wouldn't want Texans, Jaguars like we're getting today, week one, every single year, Redskins, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. I mean, there are a lot of them, but not everybody's playing that. Like the Bears aren't playing the division game today. Uh, you know, the Patriots and, and the Chiefs, they're not in the same division. So I think, I think week one and 17 should be all division games. That's just, you know, that, to me that would be another way to make the NFL that much better and more exciting but, to watch is if you have all rival games week one. Especially in week number one. It, you're absolutely right. It does, it does make 
make it more exciting. Um, And looking at this game, this was one of the things that I was very um, skeptical when I was looking at this game, because initially when I look at it, I go Washington Redskins and the success Cousins has, but Remember that success he had. He had Deshaun Jackson can't stand him, but he's the talent. He had Pierre Garçon place him. Get this. They replace him with Terrell Pryor. Okay. I, listen, I'm not falling for the hype on Terrell Pryor. Just not. And then you got second year player uh, Josh Doxson, um missed all but two games last year with an Achilles. So that's a problem there. So look at the guys that are supposed to step up and be guys that are going to help Kirk Cousins be the guy. So I've got to say to myself, I don't like the replacements. If they had Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, I'd pick the Washington Redskins in week number one. But the fact that they don't, the inexperience, the fact that that uh, Achilles could be a problem all game long in this game without question, um, I think that is huge. Now, Pro Bowl tight end, Jordan Reed, he's healthy, okay, and he he might be the best, you know. Well, take away you know, a couple of big names. Definitely in this division, he's the best tight end in this division. Uh, so, and he's probably top would, five. It's, it, it's huge. I, mean, I would bro. say, I mean, I would say best fantasy tight end if that means anything in real football. Well, but yeah, exactly. Jordan Reed, best fantasy tight end. <laughs> so, I mean, take that for what it's worth, but. But I but I see, I don't see a situation where Kirk Cousins is going to lean on this guy all year long, and I think that's the only one he could lean on. So that having been said, I'm looking at this whole thing. I'm going to probably go against the grain. I'm not. I'm going. I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles to get the victory. I look at injuries in week number one. Um, for the last five years, except for one year, I've been pretty good in week number one. Last year was pretty bad for Sonny, and I had to I had to go on air Monday and admit my uh, admit it. It was so bad. Uh, but I like looking at injuries num- in week number one. I think they're a good indication on what you could get on the football field, and I think the fact that they're missing players uh, that they depended upon. They got a couple of nicks and bruises. I'm I'm actually going to go ahead and go against the fact that I normally pick defensive coordinators over second-year quarterbacks, and I'm going to go with the fact that the Eagles are a football team that they grind it out each and every week. They grind it out, and sometimes they are able to grind it out. Now, granted, they're on the road in this game. This one's a tough one to get on the road in Washington. But I think the fact that Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon are not there for Kirk Cousins to lean on, I think that could be a big indicator on how the season's going to go for Washington as far as where they'll end up in the standings. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think you're going out on a limb, Sonny, because I'm taking the Eagles as well. I've already I've already expressed the the no love that I have for the Washington Redskins this year. I think they're going to be yep. a mess. I think they're going to be a bad football team this year. You can't get rid of all your best weapons and replace them with Terrell Pryor. Seriously. You yeah, replace Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon with Terrell Pryor. Redskins Sad. are going to be a bad team this year. Eagle, yeah, Eagles and, are going to win this game. 
he's going to have some okay stats. Uh, put him, you know, midway in the middle of the wide receivers. But guess what? That's not the kind of wide receiver that you need if you're Kirk Cousins. You need a guy that's going to be a guy you can lean on. And I'm sorry, that's not enough firepower against any team in reality. Now, maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I just don't think they got enough firepower to get the job done. I think they could end up 8-8, eight and eight, which won't be enough to make any kind of playoffs or anything else like that. They'll win some big games that they probably shouldn't, but it's not going to be enough today. They're a good football team, but it'll probably be enough to keep Kirk Cousins on the, the lineup next year, but they are definitely going to have to put some main focus on who you're going to get at the wide receiver's position in order to help Kirk Cousins become a good football player for your football team to be your future. And if they don't do that, Corvo, you're just going to see a mediocre uh, Washington Redskins team all season long. Yeah, and it's going to be a long season for the Redskins and Redskin Nation. And you know, I, I just, I'm sorry, Sonny. I mean, I know Redskin fans don't want to hear it because they just won the division last year. They were in the playoffs, and that's great and all, but it's 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 not looking good this year. So um, I think I'm right there with the you. season. It's not looking good for Week One. So it's it's there's not a lot of uh, love, and for me. In uh, in this uh, Redskins team, so go with uh, I'm going with the Eagles. Yep, we're both on the Eagles this week. So that being said, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to get into Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Colts, Ravens. Uh, who else? We got Panthers, San Francisco, Seattle, Green Bay, and Giants in Dallas. We're going to spike all of those in the final moments of the Couch Potato Sports Show here on our first week on the air in week number one of the NFL. We'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we are a motivated team of coaches with the mindset of helping you achieve and reach your highest goals. Having developed and trained over 100 Division I athletes as well as Division II athletes, even professional athletes, the Bullet Team definitely has the knowledge and mindset to take you to the next level. Check out our new 22,000 square foot facility and 3,000 square foot weight room along with 4,500 square feet of outdoor turf and covered training area along with football and soccer field. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com.
Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's the seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Back on the Couch Potato Sports Show where we are money. Covering week number one of the NFL, as we normally do on our Sunday morning tradition, that is the Couch Potato Sports Show. Thanks for giving us a listen. Good luck to those over in the Florida area where uh, you are in our thoughts. There are some games that don't matter, Corvo, and we get stuck with that here in week number one. And uh, unfortunately for the situation that is at hand, when you think about who are who are out on the football field, there's one game you don't think about this week, and that's Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So I thought I'd just zip through it. You know, dumpster fire yet again are the Cleveland Browns. They have nothing really going for them, and there's nothing that really, when you look at the personnel out on the football field and or coaching, you know, you, you can't even find something to hang your hat on and say that is a positive or something that where you can say, oh, yeah, they're going to win that battle um, when you talk about the Cleveland Browns going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, even though the game is in Cleveland. 
Oh, well, Sonny, I mean, I think I think we're going to breeze through this one pretty fast. Uh, Steelers, Browns, Le'Veon Bell's back. He's playing. Cleveland Browns are, well, they're the Cleveland Browns. So, yep. I think this one's pretty easy. I, I don't think too much time we, on this one. Yeah, I don't think we, we lose too much sleep over this one that we got to worry about our picks. I think it's fairly easy. Um, all I was say is look with those names that you mentioned right there. And I, I, I here's what I'll do. You know, I, I, I bet you a lot of people don't even know who the starting quarterback for the uh, Browns are because they lost their starting quarterback going over to Denver and Brock Osweiler. Ooh, who's ooh, the one standing ooh, up? Ooh, who's, ooh, ooh. Ooh. I know. Do you know it? Who is it, Cuervo? Do you know it? Ooh, ooh, I know. It's the rookie, Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I, uh, yeah, dumpster fire. Honestly, though, Sonny, honestly, what other choice do they have right now? They let, Absolutely. They let Brock Osweiler walk away. They let they, him walk. They, they lost their five wins this season by getting rid of Brock Osweiler. Yes. And, and, and that's it. There you go. So, you know, that, <laughs> it's where you it ends up. So. One, I was like, uh, what, else, <laughs> what else comes after that? Nothing. Indianapolis Colts and Los Angeles Rams. Now, this is an interesting game, at least, Cuervo, um, because I officially called Andrew Luck a bust. And, uh, you know, I, and believe me, I've got email after email after email telling Sonny, you've lost your mind. Listen, guys, you can love Andrew Luck. You can be a Colt fan. But come on, I, I'm going to ask the man who's on air with me right now, has Andrew Luck even come close to really carrying the jock of Peyton Manning since he's taken over there? You take away year one and two, what has Andrew Luck been able to do for this football team in the years that he has been there? Nothing, Cuervo. And, you know, so I've gone out and I said, I'm not expecting anything from Andrew Luck. Plus, he's not playing in this game. He's injured. So that's another problem for this football team. Rams are at home. And I'm going to be honest. I don't expect a lot from the Rams. Let's be honest. They're not a good football team. But they're at home. Week number one. They're the better team this week, Cuervo. The Rams are, Sonny? The Rams are a better team this week. I mean, because, you know, we go, back to, we go back to it, Cuervo. Who's the quarterback? Okay. Now, granted, I'm not saying that the second-year quarterback for this football team is going to go out there and be a star. But the problem is, is that the Colts don't have Andrew Luck. Okay. So, I don't feel good about the Colts this year anyway, but what I really don't feel good about is where the Indianapolis Colts are going to you know, do the replacement. Bring in the guy that gets the job done. A sore right shoulder, and he's going to be out this game, quite possibly uh, you know, at least two or three more weeks, depending on how they rehab it. And they're playing their first game in L.A. since 1991. Okay, and you say whatever you want. Chuck Pagano, I like him. That guy's on hot feet big time, Cuervo. Frankly, I'm surprised he's the coach of this football team this year. 
I thought they should have got rid of him last year, but they're going to hold on to him and ride the storm out with him. But I don't know what they're going to have to do. Okay. They're going to have to get it squared away because they don't have Andrew Luck. And added insult to injury, they don't have their center, Ryan Kelly. He's out for the game. Then throw in the fact they don't have Vontae Davis with a groin industry, uh, groin injury. Uh, it just spells defeat for this football team with their backup quarterback. And guess what? Jeff Goff, granted, you know, he w- he was not a good football player, but he should have been starting week number one. And I think that got to his square above. This year, he is the starter. He's going out week number one. He's going to get the opportunity to go out there and show what he can do. And here's the good thing, Cuervo. There's not a lot of film on him in reality. No, not a lot of film. And the film that there is available, it's not very pretty. So Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, hey, the, the uh, I think the Colts have good old Scott Tolzien starting for them today. Um uh, that's that's the guy that made a name for himself in Green Bay, uh, you know, uh, him and Matt Flynn. Kind of the same yeah. story, you know. They started a couple games, played decent, played decent, and uh, you know now they got themselves a, 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 a payday. So why this is gonna? And you know what's sad, Sonny? And, and this is and this is why the NFL needs to do better at scheduling the week one. This is the marquee game. For CBS, Jim Nance and Phil Sims are going to call this game. They're going to be <laughs> bored out of their mind. Out, I mean, it's 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 got to be the worst week one marquee game on CBS that I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah, when he got his assignment, he is, you know he's sitting here going, "What the hell is this?" You know is what he was yeah. saying. He'll never say it. Jim Nance being the class act that he is, but you know underneath his breath, he was going. What the hell am I about ready to walk into and call this week? Can't you do <laughs> better for me? I please? would too. I would too. But I tell you what, can I just have the week off? Please, can I, can yeah, I I'll take week one, one off, man. Save, save. <laughs> I won't even. You don't even have to pay me. <laughs> right. I'll take it with no pay, than, oh. rather than calling a Colts and Rams game. Jeez. Yep. Hey, Cuervo, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this football team game. There's nothing either side of. I do like Gurley, and so I'm going to give him the lean with Gurley. Okay, so uh, he's going to get the rushing yards. So he's going to offset Goff and the problems that he'll have in the passing game. Uh, So I think that's going to be good. Um, And I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, the Colts' defense has always been suspect, and yet again. You get that this season. What is it about the Colts that you can't go out and get a defense? Because they live and die by their quarterback, and they let them out. And that having been said, fine sponsor of this show, the Bullet Experience, I mean, Melvin Bullet, cornerback for the New England, uh, for the Colts, state it to me this way. When you live and die by your quarterback and you don't put investment on the defensive line, which is what they don't do, Cuervo, because there's too much time. Sooner or later, the wide receiver is going to get open, and they did the same damn thing this year. They have the possibly they have the worst defensive line in the AFC South, so that doesn't help them. That means that they're going to have to do something in the secondary, and their secondary is a, is atrocious. 
Well, I think they did draft uh, secondary in the first round this year. I think, wasn't it, if I'm not mistaken, the Colts took Malik Hooker out of Ohio State. They did, so, and that's the rookie. You know, well, you know how you know how I feel about rookies. Hey, but at least they're addressing it, Sonny. At least they didn't pull a Detroit Lions and, and draft another <laughs> wide receiver. I mean, they could have done that, you know. Uh, they could have done that. Hey, hey, I'm going to tell you right now. Here's another thing, and if you don't know it, Mister Fix It is the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Now, he's got the nickname. Do you oh, know the answer to that question? Yeah. Who is Mr. Fix-It there, Cuervo? That would be uh, the marshmallow man himself, Wade Phillips. Hey, I'm sorry. This guy it was born to be a defensive coordinator, should have never been a head coach in the NFL. But 39 years coaching in the NFL, I'm going to tell you right now, I thought I had some mad love for you know, over in Tennessee. I thought I had some mad, 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 mad love for the uh, defensive coordinator, Steve Sagnola in New York. But this one, they grabbed the right personnel for coaching if you are the Rams. Wade Phillips, quite possibly the best in the business today. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, still, he's still got it, Sonny. He's he still does. got it, so he gets these he guys gets to play for him. Hey, Cuervo, this guy looks like the biggest nerd in the world. Okay, Cuervo. I mean, he looks like me walking out on there and trying to tell these football players what. Guess what? Whatever he's selling, they buy. And and Wade Phillips, you can say whatever you want about him. Okay, you know, Marshmallow Man. You know, he's the twin of the. Uh, and when he wears a white jacket, he looks like the Michelin Man. You can say all of that. But the guy gets the job done, and not only that, he gets Robert Quinn, Mark Barron to, to have a little fun with. I, I think the Rams are actually going to win this game, and I think they're going to win big. Um, and I, I'm on the Rams bandwagon this week. Who you got in this one, Cuervo? God, do I have to pick somebody, Sonny? I guess I, I know. Do That's tomorrow. one of the things. I'm actually excited about this game. And it's because of Wade Phillips. Don't tell you what. It's going to be a tie. There you go. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's going to be a tie. Wouldn't that be funny if that happened? That, that would that <laughs> would just make my day. No, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to X's and O's, um, really by default, because Andrew Luck's not playing, I'll pick the Rams 6-3. to three. Six to three. Wow, that's one hell of a defense there for for Wade Phillips to get the chance to no, play it's, with. It's no offense. That's what it is. Absolutely, that's, that's what I'm saying. No offense. No offense with a pretty good defense, but they don't have the offense. You're right. We're both on the Rams this week, and that that's not anything to be proud of. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so that being said, next one up, I think is a is is could be a surprise game. But, you know, I, I think I've got a little more love for the Carolina Panthers than most, except Tarvin. Tarvin's got that mad love for Cam. But I think this is the bounce-back year for Cam Newton. And what a game to get in week number one to help you with that. Even though it's on the road, Cuervo, Cam Newton has the opportunity to, to take center stage in the afternoon because the afternoon games are, like you said, garbage. 
and you know he gets that. Well, granted, you know that that having been said, that's the problem with Jim Nance. Okay, he should be on the other side. He should be on Fox and not CBS because he get Green Bay Seattle. But that being said, he's on the other one. Uh, this is a good game for Cam Newton to get his feet underneath them to start the season out. And I think we're going to get it in week number one with Cam Newton in San Francisco. I, I don't have a lot to say about it because I don't, I, I, I don't have a lot of love for San Francisco at all. Um, I, the, like I said, I think the general manager should have been fired. Uh, never mind the fact though, the only good thing they got going for them, they do got that new head coach there. And I know there's a lot of expectations but I think the expectations are going to be too much in year number one. He's not going to be able to answer to it. And we're going to see the San Francisco 49ers go down to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, oh, so you're picking the Niners to win this game? Mark that. Mark that. The other way. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Carolina okay. is going to be okay. San Francisco. Yes. I, I'm with you, Sonny. I'm with you. And it's not even the fact that, you know, my, my love for Cam Newton, which I do got I do. I like him. I like him. Um, I'm a little concerned with his health. And like I'm Brian said earlier, that with him. yeah. I, I mean, and and I'm worried. I'm thinking. I think about where he's at mentally. Just like Brian said earlier in, yep. in the uh, in the show. My concern, not really concerned, but what I'm looking forward to seeing. Actually, this is a homecoming game for the rookie Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he went to school at Stanford. It's right there. They're playing in San Francisco. I think there's that extra motivation to come out in his rookie debut and really put on a show and show the Carolina Panther Nation that, hey, you guys made the right choice in drafting me uh, instead of trying to chase Leonard Fournette or, or you know, something like that. So, Good point. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think McCaffrey could wind up getting a lot of touches. So if you drafted Christian McCaffrey, you might want to start him. I, uh, I think I'm right there with you, Cargo. He, he could have 140 yards and three touchdowns. I think it could happen. I think it could happen, too. Just like I said, I mean, it, it, to me, for him, it's a, it's a home game, really. It's a home game. Absolutely. So that extra motivation, it's uh, – and the last time San Francisco uh, – or Carolina went to San Francisco, they upset them. That's when the 49ers were still actually good and Jim Harbaugh was the head coach. Yeah. Um, you know, Carolina went in there and and they beat them. So, um, you know, I, I don't expect much different. I think Carolina wins this game as well. Um, and I, and I think really, you know, you talked about it being a good test for Cam Newton. I think it's a good test for this new Forty Niners team. You know, with with Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely. He's familiar. Now he's familiar with this Carolina Panther defense, so that's something. Very. However, I you know he doesn't have the Atlanta Falcons anymore as his offense. He's got the 49ers and he's the head coach. So big difference, but um, I think it's going to be close, uh, closer game than people may think. Um, but I'm going to say the Panthers win by about three to six points. Wow. I, I was going to say they won by, they win by 10. Um, yeah, I just, I don't no, have a lot close. of, it, that should be interesting. I, it will be good if it is close, because it won't be such a waste of time to watch too much of red zone in the afternoon. Um, that's what I'm worried about. So hopefully you're right, Cuervo. Now let's get to some, the meat of the game here. 
Seattle and Green Bay. This one here is the marquee game and uh, of the afternoon. Uh, this one here will steal the show. Um, and you got two great quarterbacks. You got uh, you got a defense. Will it be there? Uh, I, you know, I, I'm still going back to what I feel about this game. I think Seattle's going to be in a lot of games, but I don't know if they got enough. Um, Aaron Rodgers, especially if he gets time, I'm scared about that. And so the key in this football game for my for my pick to win is the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers to be able to protect maybe one more second than they normally do in order to give Aaron Rodgers to throw the football. The problem with that idea, Cuervo, is, is that Green Bay didn't do enough in the offseason to make me feel good about that. And the the fact of the matter is, is that I think they failed big time. I think they missed out. You, you, you have Aaron Rodgers. You need to get your offensive line solidified. The Green Bay Packers didn't do it, Cuervo. And, I, and we talk about what do you got to do? I mean, you got to get your quarterback. You got him. The next thing you need to do is get that offensive line to protect this guy. Because let's be honest, Cuervo, we see way, 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 way too much of Aaron Rodgers scrambling to make a play. And and I don't know what it is about the Green Bay Packers, why they won't address the offensive line. Um, that's a great question, Sonny. I mean, they, they drafted a guy what, a year or two ago, Brian Belaga. Uh, after that, haven't seen them draft anything offensive line wise. I think, I think you have a very good point, and uh, there's something to be said about your statements as far as riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. I think that's, I think that could be really, it's, it's a real thing where yep. they're just relying on his athleticism to carry them through, uh, you know, getting through plays and, and, and making the offense run. Well, here's the question. What's going to happen when he uh, suffers another another collarbone injury or another you know type of injury where it really starts to slow him down? Because I think he gets, I agree. if he's not thir- if he's not thirty already, Sonny, he's pretty close to it. Um, so he's got to be at least twenty nine uh, if he's not thirty yet. So I mean that I mean as Tom Brady's proving and Peyton Manning proved, I mean you still got a lot of years left in your body. Absolutely. To play. Yep. However, you know, it, it doesn't mean it's okay to, to just continue to let him run around and, and like a chicken with his head cut off, you know. And, and I hate the Green Bay Packers. I do. But at the same time, um, you know, letting a, a talent like Aaron Rodgers waste away like that because you don't you want to neglect your offensive line, that's not fair to him. Absolutely. And, well, Cuervo, <laughs> Cuervo Aaron, Rod, Aaron Rodgers has had a shoulder injury for the last four years. Okay, because they put so much weight on it in order for him to do it. I mean, this guy is carrying this football team each and every season. And sooner or later, the weight of that expectation is going to take its toll. And, you know, and it started two years ago, Cuervo. It really did. I picked it and I damn near was right on him. I mean, I was one game from saying the Packers not making the playoffs. Guess what? I damn near got that one. And I did it the next year, and it came down to, again, week 17. Sooner or later, the bend but don't break attitude that the Packers have with their quarterback is going to cost them. Granted, you know, 
all you got to do is you take a look at it, okay? And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a difference maker. He's going to get the job done. I, I, You know, right now, I don't know if there's a better quarterback, and that's even with Tom Brady. And you know Sonny's got some mad love for Tom Brady. The best quarterback in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. But if the, if the Green Bay Packers do not revamp that offensive line, that is going to be a problem in the next four or five years, and we're going to see an Aaron Rodgers go out before his prime and be done. But one thing that the Green Bay Packers did do this year is they revamped their defense, okay? And they are going to be tested immediately with Russell Wilson and the Seattle offense. The Seahawks have made uh, some major, oh, how do you say it? questions on the offensive side of the ball I guess is the best way that you can say it okay because they got the former offensive line at you know Packers uh you know you know they they got the former Packer um Eddie Lacy okay at the running back so yeah that's something to think about as well uh, along with Thomas Rawls will Thomas Rawls stay healthy is going to be the big question so you got the Twinkie Eaton uh you know Eddie Lacy, along with the guy, and there's never been an injury or a bump that I can't take before I get an injury, Thomas Rawls. You know, they got a lot of question marks, and they're going to do the same thing that the Packers do. And I'm talking about CLs. They're going to put a lot of weight on the quarterback, and I, I don't know if Russell Wilson will be able to handle that in a week number one situation. Then, you know, we talked about it in the preseason. I think the coaching staff is a complete and utter mess right now for Seattle. I don't think they're ready. I don't think they're ready to play this year. I think they got the wrong coaching staff in there this year, and I know I'm of the minority saying that. I just I, I look at Green Bay. They're just more of a uh, of a complete team. And then you throw on the fact that they got Devin House over there along with the defensive tackle. Get, yeah. I'm going to tell you, Ricky Jean, uh, Francisco, they got him in free agency. They picked him up. And then the Green Bay Packers, instead of going offensive line, they went defense and they picked up some uh, good good defensive line players, uh, Kevin King, with their top pick as well. So I'm right now, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers in week number one because the weight is not so heavy. Uh, I just think that, this is this is going to be a year that we'll see Seattle take that step backwards. Wow, you really feel that way, huh, son? You think they're going to pull, they're going to step back? Yes, I, I you know I I don't even have them making the playoff square. Vo, remember I picked the Arizona Cardinals in this division, and I did not pick the Seattle Seahawks with the wild card. So, you know, I think they take that step back, and it's going to be coaching. And Cuervo, mark my words, we're going to be talking about coaching by week number four of this season. And if they get off to a loss, it might start very quickly. Um, and I think it could happen this week. And I, I, even though this game, this game, really, you think about it, okay, the Seahawks are on the road. They're not a good road team in the first place. So this could very well start the talk very quick about the coaching staff on this football team. Wow. That's uh, – I don't know, Sonny. I think we have – In my humble opinion. <laughs> okay, because I was going to say uh, uh, the uh, – I think our opinions are a little bit different on the Seattle Seahawks. I've got, I've got mad love. I'm starting to maybe rethink – my Super Bowl pick in the NFC 
uh, as far as the uh, the Packers are concerned. And it's not because I don't like the Packers. It's just I'm really looking at Seattle's defense, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, like where are the holes? Where are – like they don't have a weak spot on their defense anywhere. Personnel-wise. They're solid. Yes. They're, I mean, every every position – is good. Every layer of the defense is solid. And when you have that, I mean, Sonny, we know that could take you a long way. That could take you far when you have a solid defense like that. Without question. I think I'm right there with you, but you know, it, you, you got the names and you got the personnel, but I, you know, you, you gotta be able to be consistent and, you know, one thing that Pete Carroll has been able to do is he has the consistency on the defensive side of the ball. The question is, is how much are the players buying into what Pete Carroll selling anymore? If you remember, okay, you know, this, this is a guy who at USC bailed out on him. And, and the problem with NFL players is, is I think they want to see dedication. I think they want to see spying. And guess what? Pete Carroll doesn't have a spine. We already seen his history um, because what that does is I think that they have a trust in a guy that will stand up for his team, will stand up for what, he, what their football team is all about. And I think year by year for the last two to three years, we've seen Pete Carroll take the step back and not take the blame, but more so be able to hand out blame more so than take it and suck it up himself. And that's exactly what he did at USC. And he's going on the same pattern as he did uh, at USC as he's doing right now. But I mean, there's no question. I'm not going to sit here and say, Seattle, you don't have to worry about their defense. I'm not that stupid. Okay. That you're going to have to worry about it. But if there's anybody that can pick through a defense and if he gets some times, whether he's using it in his legs or the offensive line shows up for the uh, Green Bay Packers, it's the guy that can, uh, you know, pick and choose on where he's going to go with the ball. Like you said, Melvin Bullitt said it best. Once you give your quarterback that extra one to two seconds, you are in trouble. And the question will be is will the Seattle Seahawks be able to maintain the coverage for that extra two seconds? They do bait them. That's one thing that Seattle Seahawks defense can do with a quarterback who's, you know, pretty good. They can bait you into making mistakes, but this is Aaron Rodgers. The guy doesn't make that many mistakes. No, he doesn't. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, it, that's why he's considered, you know, one of the best in the game right now. Uh, and when it's all said and done, he's probably going to be considered one of the best of all time. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, like to ask the question of, well, you know, who was better, Favre or Rodgers? I don't even think it's close. <clears throat> right. I don't even think it's close. I mean, Rodgers is by far the better quarterback by than, far. Than, than Brett Favre was. So. Yep. Uh, but I actually. So who I, you got in this one, Cuervo? I mean, you got to bite the bullet on this one. I mean, because I know you got mad love for Seattle, but and you got mad hate for the Green Bay Packers. So who wins out, love or hate? Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't do it, okay. Tony. I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking ah, Seattle. Ah, he won't 
the boy. I thought he was going to be quiet like he did in the. I thought he was going to be quiet like he did when we did the NFC North. He wasn't going to answer it. He wasn't going to fess up to it. So he didn't do it. He goes Seattle. Not the worst pick, though. That is, see, that's the good thing about this game. It's that good that it doesn't matter who you pick. It's going to be a good game, and either one will win it. So that 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 should be kind of good. All right. One that my locals like, I'm not spending a lot of time on it because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in this game. Mark my words. There's not going to be any defense, okay? Eli Manning, unfortunately, will make me puke and be a star. The fact of the matter is, and if you're going into the season with high hopes for your, your Dallas Cowboys, think defense, okay? Start praying for your defense because – that's going to be your Achilles heel. And th- where it's going to happen, Cuervo, it's going to be in the safety in the corner position where they're not going to – hey, even as much as I hate Eli Manning, if you give him enough time to find an open man, uh, which is what's going to happen this week, um, the, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to be able to handle what the, the New York Giants are going to bring to them. And never mind the fact that you throw it all out, Cuervo – the Dallas Cowboys, they opened up their home field, their new Jerry world to this New York Giants team, and the Giants whipped them. And not only that, whipped them well. And never mind the fact the Dallas Cowboys just never really have a home field advantage. Until last year, though, with Dak Prescott. So I'll throw that disclaimer in it. I got, and frankly, I got it easy. I have the New York Giants winning by 10 against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. That's how confident I'm in in this one. Yeah, I think I'm there with you, Sonny. Um, I, I say about 10 to 13 points that the Giants win. And, um, you know, then again, I mean, oh, wait, Zeke's playing. No, I'm going to say the Giants by a touchdown. Yeah. Zeke's playing. And he didn't get a lot of work in the in the, in the preseason, by the way, um, because of this mm-hmm. overstanding. By the way, and Dallas Cowboy fans, it will be a difference in the next six games. Zeke is done for six games, so enjoy him while you can, uh, it, because uh, this will be the only game he's going to play uh, with this. And you're not going to see him until week well, eight or week nine. So there you go. Well, actually, Sonny, I don't know if you heard, but. The um, that 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 has changed recently. Um, something came out where the uh, suspension has has been suspended. <laughs> so um, he actually might be eligible to play all season long. Wow, that's I that's, did not that's get that up. You are right about that, Cuervo. I did not know about it. Came out. I want to say on it was either Friday or early yesterday. Yep, there it is. I'm seeing it right there. The federal judge rules in favor of Ezekiel Elliott, so he may be he may be in the line. Yep, he's going to be in the lineup. Cuervo, interesting. Yep. So it's an injunction. Know. He got an injunction in the Texas court against the NFL and barred him from imposing the suspension uh, through the duration of the lawsuit, a la Tom Brady last year. Hmm. Well, yeah, or was it two? Or years the year ago before that? that. Mark that. Yeah. Yeah, well, the year before where they uh, they uh, they kind of postponed. That I guess that's the word you could, we could use is they're postponing the suspension 
which yeah. I kind of had a feeling, Sonny. I kind of knew because there was no, there was no evidence against Zeke Elliott, just like with the whole Tom Brady thing. And I don't remember the details on how Tom Brady wound up serving the suspension, anyways. But you really yeah, didn't. Yeah, he have so a lot served it in the first four year, four games of this year. This whole year, we get Zeke Elliott, so that's good for Cowboy fans. So they don't have to worry about that. You're right. I did not see that in the news. I should have. It, it, which goes to show, I just don't go to NFL.com yeah. to be looking up what I'm talking about. So I, I I completely missed out on that yesterday, which was obviously big news. Yeah, exactly. So you know, Cowboy fans get to get to break. So okay, yeah, now we get a break. Yep. So uh, so we're both on the Giants. Uh, we got 90 seconds. Who you pick on Monday night? Yeah. Uh, you have the uh, Minnesota Vikings at home. They're playing San Diego. Mm-hmm. Mark, mark that. No, it's not San Diego. They are playing. No, it's Vikings and Saints. Saints. Yeah, I can't read my own writing. Uh, Saints and Minnesota. We got time for just the pick. What, who do you got in it? I'm taking Minnesota in that game. Um, I just think that the Saints defense is still atrocious. Um, Drew Brees is only going to be able to do so much against this Vikings defense. So, and I mean, hey, Adrian Peterson's back, but in the Saints uniform. So, a little added motivation for AP. Um, so, but it's really not going to mean much. So, Vikings will win that game, and then I think, I think Denver will beat uh, the Chargers. Yeah, it should be interesting. Oh yeah, Denver and Chargers, uh, and I. I think Denver will win. Yes, I, I forgot about that one. Thanks for reminding me. So you got Denver in that one too? I do. I've got Denver, and I've got uh, I got the two home teams on Monday night: the, the Vikings and Charge or uh, the Broncos. Got it. So that's going to do it for Week One here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be here for the next 16 weeks throughout the season, each and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Everybody have a good day. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll catch you uh, later on this week. Your Rowlett Eagles, they are in action on Thursday night. We'll bring you the coverage here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. They're on your Rowlett Eagles radio network. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you then. And we know this music right here, don't we, Sonny? Yes! Week one, baby. Here we go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.